All right. We're live from Hurricane West Virginia. We are. We are. Let me let me see what I'll need to get us on TikTok here, okay? So. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking this out right now. All right. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. We are in. Am I? Are we still on back of the house? No, I've moved it well, over to I'm, guests. I'm going to have to change everything then. No, you don't. I've already done it. I've already done it. Yeah, okay. I've right. already done it. You're good. Don't mess with anything. So you've done all my devices? Uh, I did not do your iPad. I did your computer because that's all that matters. I'm trying to hear which one is. Uh... Okay, we're good. All right. Good evening. Welcome to the Blue Ribbon Bar where the drinks are flowing and the Wi-Fi sucks. So anything could happen at any moment. True that. All right, I'm going to restream. I've got my. I've got my. Um, well, that's good. Uh, so, uh, well, first of all, let's talk about our sponsor, okay? Let's do that first. You go ahead and do that. I'm going to work on the. Uh, uh, how come Restream is not running for me? There it goes. Okay. So, guys, we are sponsored by Pittsburgh Power. Um, they are a diesel performance shop in Saxonburg, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, we have been a customer of theirs since 2009. We use all their products as far as modifications go for fuel mileage. And we have become stocking distributors. Refresh that screen. Lunatic reset one word. Are already OPS customers or Max Mileage customers? Um, we appreciate your business. So, all right. So here we are. We're here at uh, Hurricane, West Virginia for our live event weekend. We got, uh, I don't know, 48, 50 people registered to be here this weekend. And uh, this is um, kind of our little preliminary reception. We have some awesome food over there that caters did. And everybody's here and drinking and having a good time. So background noise is going to be a little high tonight, but that's okay. It's cool. So, anyway, what do you think, Chris? Well, uh, I've got it, it's hey, David, lunatic reset, all one word, no space. I'm trying to get this third camera up so we can talk to our guests. Um, I'm cancel that. So, we are live. I'm looking at us now live. We are. We are live mm -hmm. on the internet. He's got better lighting than I do. Did you get it? That's because I'm just better looking than he is. So, <laughs> oh, David, L A U N A T. So I'm over at the uh, I'm over at the uh, the convention center today. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Chase is looking at our at our at our banners. <laughs> he looks at that one of up here, me and you. He goes, "Is Chris wear, is Chris got makeup on?" <laughs> no, I don't know. Why. No, he Chris don't that, He don't look that damn good in person. Yeah. I said, that's probably Photoshop, not makeup. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Well, we are, uh, we're happy to be here. We're happy to have everybody here with us. I don't know. We probably got, what, about 20, 20 or so in here? Uh, I'm not sure. We've yeah, got a they, beautiful. We got, well, listen, we got more outside in the cancer corner than we do in here. Yeah. Okay? We've got so. a beautiful spread over here on the table. Lots of pineapples and watermelons and ham. And I'm mainly here for the alcohol. So, okay. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> and then there's that. So, yeah, we got some. Listen, we got some special guests tonight. We're gonna bring in talk to. 
We've got the, the fuel mileage legend himself, Steve Crone, with, a, I don't know, a lifetime average of 10 or 11 miles per gallon or something. I know I can't keep up with him. But he's here. He's got his truck here. He's going to talk to our guys this week about, or weekend about fuel mileage and how he accomplishes the, the tremendous things he does. We've got Chase Bryant from DPF Alternatives here. He's going to talk this weekend about his product, and uh, we're going to interview him a little time. We've got some of our people here. Uh, we're, going to have, we're going to have some of our uh, program participants talk a little bit. And we've got a couple of, uh, of um, podcast listeners that, have, that are here that have got, you know, I think very interesting stories that we're going to, that we're going to talk about. So it's going to be a good night. We might run a little long tonight. We're running a little late getting started because we had some Wi-Fi issues here at the hotel. But uh, hang with us. It's going to be a good night. So but anyway, Chris, how did your meeting go that you just came back from? Uh, oh, it went well. Is your I'll, blood pressure normal or not? Yeah, I'll be able to tell you all about it here after a while. All right. Uh, good deal. It was, uh, it was interesting. So, you know, we've got to deal with the... Got to deal with the issues as they come. I'm trying to get this. You I seem, to, you seem to be to, preoccupied to me. Well, I'm trying to get this thing to do what I want it to do, and I'm trying to do it live, and I think maybe I have it fixed. So, All right. All right. Well, when we go on a road like this, all our technology gets screwed up, and then we're at the hotel, and, <clears throat> and like 30 minutes before showtime, their internet goes down, their Wi-Fi goes down, so we're in a backup Wi-Fi, so... We're crossing our fingers, hope everything goes all good tonight. So, little patience will be appreciated, all right? You should, well, first of all, you should be here, okay? Everybody else here is here. You guys should have been here. So, uh, But since you're not, we'll try to make up for it here and talk about it a little bit. We've we got two full days of, of, of information and networking and sharing and uh, getting ready to happen. Uh, oh, I forgot to talk about Rocky. Rocky, the legend. MD alignment from North uh, Florida is also here, and he loves to talk. We probably can't give him very much time because you can't shut him up once he starts. Right. So we'll, we'll give him a short leash. But if you really want to hear Rocky, you should be here, and then you can hear him a lot. So he's outside lining up trucks and putting in bushings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Chris Dolan from Cam's Trucking will be here tomorrow and, and Sunday uh, working on trucks in the parking lot. And you should be here, okay? You should be here. Shame on you for not being here. I need... What do I need? I need Restream, I guess, up on my phone. So where's my iPad? Um, Are well, we, do you, you want to you get a guest and it let's said, get started? Somebody that says, Larry, we can't hear you. No, that was from earlier. I hit the wrong button. Okay. So I hope you can hear me now. Uh, let's let's set the stage I mean, a little bit, Chris. Do you get, give us give me your take on. Excuse me. Um, what'd you say? Go ahead. Give me give me your take on the weekend that's coming up. Well, you know, hanging out with Rocky today reminded me of how important events like this are because of the the networking. When you, it's one thing to, to watch Rocky on a TikTok video or, or hear him talk, but when you're standing there at the truck and you're watching him take the measurements and you're watching him adjust things, and last night we were standing out by the picnic table just drinking beer, and he had a piece of tire with him, 
you know, and he probably spent 30 minutes um, talking about tires and talking about how that you, as the operator of the vehicle, can, uh, can gain the information that you need to know and let your tires talk to you the same way that an oil sample does, right? And it lets you know what's happening in your engine, what's happening with your tires, what's happening with your suspension, and it's so much different when you're in person. And so tomorrow and Sunday, when we're in the room and Larry's going to be giving a presentation or I'm going to be giving a presentation or Phil or, 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 or Rocky or Chase, it's just so much different when you're in the room. You know, you're, you're listening to people um, give you that practical information and there's nothing to distract you from it. So... I think that's the most important part of being here in person, and it's why we don't lot broadcast it and we don't record it. You know, I'm going to get some snippets of stuff, you know, because I'm sure Larry's going to say something that everybody ought to hear. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But, I would, I would listen. That, no pressure, okay? No right. pressure. Um, so I'm going to get you some snippets, but this is not something that you can really, you know, watch online. Uh, yeah. I mean, my God, we've done this is 175th episode. We're going to say everything today or tomorrow and Sunday in person that we've said on this podcast. There's no hidden information, um, but it's all about the networking. It's about standing outside, drinking, having a drink with somebody, um, and that share their experiences, you know. And that's what we're doing here. So, because it, listen, this is all about changing your identity. When you look at yourself in the mirror and you see a business owner you're going to make a, a different set of decisions than if you are looking at yourself as an employee company driver. That, that's the difference. And so we're trying to get you to change that identity. And, and I remember Zig Ziglar famously said one time that you cannot change anyone's mind, but you can give them different information with which they can make a different decision. And that's what we're trying to get you to do here. Make a different decision and make that decision from the position of someone that uses a calculator. Hey, somebody, somebody's going to have to go get the BSE 9000 out of my... Oh, speaking of which, I, I am going to... And give, we have gifts. I am going... No, we don't have gifts. I have gifts. Okay? Well, they, hey, she said that was for the both of us. No, that, she's yes, wrong. Yes, she did. No, she's wrong. She's wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some real, real, real envy. Oh, my goodness. I want you to look at this. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh my gosh that is awesome look at that y'all the blue ribbon bse that's, 9000 that's the that's the personal version that's the that's the personal edition <laughs> of the bse 9000 that is outstanding that is that's the best damn thing i've ever seen yeah, it is that's awesome so did you show it to him i did i showed it on the camera yeah a miniature bse 9000 so no matter, matter where you are, you've always got this in your pocket. So, and look at the back. Look at the back. You get bored, you've got a little game. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Now, my, uh, my fans uh, know, what, know how to reach me. Oh, my goodness. So, you got a Buffalo Trace. Holy actually, crap. I actually got one last night as well. So um, um, I think they're trying to bribe me or something. So... Anyway, thanks, thanks everybody for the for the for the nice thoughts and the gifts and stuff. Well, really hey, I will say, David Thomas bought me a twelve pack of Yingling, so I'm not Good alone deal. in this deal. Good deal. 
Well, thank you very much, everybody, for the, for the gifts. Appreciate it. Okay, I think I'm finally getting signed in to where I can see the, the comments. Maybe. Um, there we go. Maybe. Looks like we got somebody on the way here from Atlanta. Adam Ganton's on the way from Atlanta. Well, oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, Niven. It's on his way. Niven. Okay. Adam says audio sounds good. Leonard Burnett. See y'all next year. Josh's trucking adventures. Ryan stays loaded. Installed my OPS. Drilling holes wasn't bad, but those dang brass fittings and hoses was tough. Really? Other than that, it's easy easy install. Really? Well, I should be installing one here in the next couple of weeks, so I'll try to get some video. I've got a great video uh, footage that I recorded today of Larry, of Larry, of Rocky doing a. Um, <laughs> you get Larry doing that? Yeah, Larry do shit. <laughs> um, of Rocky doing uh, bushings uh, and, and an alignment on a truck. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, <clears throat> so, Matthew, I'm going to have to catch this later. Oh, sounds like I nearly lost the bull gear in my truck. Got to stop just in time. Yep. Man, them bull gears will get you. Um, let's see. What else are we about to do? Um, you know, I, 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 I have to say this because it, it – it, and I, I know I've said it before, but I mean, I, I, I truly, 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 I mean, feel this way. I mean – Meeting the people that are here tonight for the first time, face-to-face, shaking their hands, and hearing them say things, Chris, like, you know, you've saved me thousands of dollars, or you kept me from making a mistake, or you did this, or you... I mean, it, it, when, we get, when we get frustrated and we get thinking that this is just a lot of work for nothing, it, this, this, this brings it back home to make you understand Absolutely. that what you do, what we do is, is something that... You know that that there is a you know that that people do get a benefit from, and I, I'm I just can't I'm the, the fact that we have this many people here and every and the thing about the, this to this time is the commonality is it's it's from the podcast you know, and so um, to see this many people here we got you know it was 50 people signed up for the event uh, that um, you know that gave up a weekend paid the money I mean we. We've got people that go from, from New Mexico, uh, Minnesota. I mean, you know, <clears throat> it, it just it makes you feel very, very, um, you know, it makes you feel like what you do is important. So I can't thank you enough from, you know, from, from uh, that, 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 that's, we, we don't take that lightly. You know, I, it, it puts a little pressure on me because I feel like I've got to now, you know, give you your money's worth, but... Listen, I'm just going to do what I do. So hopefully you'll get something out of it, and we'll go from there. So We've come a long way from that night in Laredo. We tried to record the first podcast in that thunderstorm. I was telling somebody about that earlier. I was like, you know, if you knew what X forty forty nine was going to be like, and I'm sitting in the truck in Laredo with a thunderstorm going on, and you could hear all these raindrops on the, on the, on the truck, and uh, we have. We've come a long way. And it's been a good ride, partner. Surely has. Yeah, surely has. Um, well, I think I'm thinking as a as a programming note that we before they get too drunk, we might ought to <laughs> try to do some of the uh, all right 
We what? ought to try to do some of the interviews. Who's going to be first? It's a damn rowdy bunch. It I can, is. I it's can a barely, noisy damn bunch. I can barely hear myself thinking I'm, here. I'm, understand. I'm with you, brother. I'm hoping. You, brother. You'll have to tell is, me what is, this is sounds Rocky, like. Is Rocky in the room? Anybody see Rocky? He's right here. All right, let's start with Rocky, okay? Right. We might as well start with a David, legend. push that button on that. <clears throat> Rocky, sit in this chair right here and take this microphone. Yeah, just there's a... Can't hardly hear you guys. So. <clears throat> there you go. So, listen, we've talked about this guy over and over and over again. Mm. And now you're going to meet him in person, live and in person. This is William Rockefeller, a.k.a. Rocky. He was a Landstar BCO when we met him. He had um, started a side hustle of uh, aligning trucks with the MD Alignment uh, uh, technique. He learned from Mike Beckett, the guru of, of tires. Uh, you've heard me talk about him many, many times. And, um, and he was so successful with his alignment business that he quit being a BCO. And so we took his truck and it was one of our, we had four trucks in our very first bunch of trucks that we started asset managing for other drivers. His was one mm -hmm. of them. Yep. And it was a 2001 classic. Yep. Classic 84-inch bump. Of all, and you know, and of course, I, you know, I, I love Rocky to do that. I couldn't turn him down, but I'm thinking, what the fuck are we going to do with this truck? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, now, what we ended up doing with it is, you know, at that time, Chris was still driving. And, you know, I, I, you, know, Chris, you know, Chris does so much for me and for Blue Ribbon. I just said, look, I'm going to use that as a reward for Chris. I knew Chris would love driving that truck because he's a trucker's trucker, Okay. Uh, he only does what we do because he understands the business side of it now. But if it wasn't for business, that's a truck he'd be in. So I said, look, Chris, go drive his truck and have fun. He got about, I don't know, five and a half, six miles a gallon out of it, you know, which that's about what you get out of that truck, you know. Now, that's, it needed a, an engine overhaul, and that was prior overhaul. But we ended up putting one of our drivers in it a little bit later, William, our, our all-time fuel mileage champion. And what he get out of it, Chris? Oh, seven and seven a half. and a half. You know. Yeah. So um, unheard any, of. Anyway, without further ado, Rocky, say hello to the podcast. You know, universe. All right. Yeah. You've got a. You got a. Only don't worry. There's about two million people watching. Now you make right? make sure you, so. make sure you stay up on that mic. Got to stay up yeah. on this. Yeah, real close. Is that good? Real close. Closer than that. All right. All right. I can't I'm on it. it now. Sorry, I had to hit a button. Now you got him. Now talk. Hello. Hello. There hello. you go. There now we, go. we got you. All right, we got it. Y'all can hear me. We yeah, can't hear you. Want you. To, but you can. Um, yeah, we come up. To, uh, this is our second year up here for the Blue Ribbon guys, with Larry and Chris, with uh, all the people they bring along and uh, get a little education. And we come up, make the 700 mile trip, work on some of their trucks, and teach some guys about alignment and air pressures and everything that goes along with what we do. Uh, we've been teaching since we got here Wednesday night since I got a call from Chris asking how far out I was to come by with an axle nut and help him swap out hubs on this uh, axle swap he's doing on their new truck they're working on. Boy, that was a hell of a job. So we, we got all that done, and we actually finished up some aligning and bushings on the front axle and torque rods and all on that one today. Got a bunch of work tomorrow and Sunday for a lot of the guys here attending the event, and hopefully some get to come out and see what we do and how we get the results that we get out of uh, what we do. But it's what, been... what would you say, you know, for an owner-operator that, that doesn't understand how important 
an alignment is to their tires, how, how, how would you, I guess, categorize? I mean, it, it, it could double the life of your tires. Is that fair? Yeah, because we get so many that are getting 60, 70,000 miles out of a set of steer tires that we can do what we do and get them triple that out of them from changing tires every 60 to 70 to 180, 200. Uh, I've got guys that have got over 220 on steer tires that That's had incredible. to change them because they ran over something in the road, so they changed the two, but we're only down to 830 seconds and could have got another 60 out of them. So we can save you, if you're going through two sets of tires a year, we can save you $2,500 over two years on two sets of steer tires, along with other maintenance problems that you have on the front end with kingpins and stuff like that or, that are excessively wearing your, your steer tires. So especially for those watching on TikTok, I would love to hear you talk about the uh, – uh, method, the proper method of greasing kingpins. The proper method to grease kingpins. Everybody wants to pull it into the shop and they put two squirts in the bottom fittings. They put two squirts in the top ones. If the technician at this place you're doing is even doing that. But the proper <laughs> no. way to grease kingpins is to jack up the front end of the truck. Jack it up in the middle, get both sides off the ground. Turn the wheel to the left all the way. Grease the top and bottom of both sides until you get some grease coming out between the axle eye, both sides of the knuckle. Turn the wheel to the right and grease them both again, top and bottom, both sides. Bring it back to center, grease them top and bottom, both sides, and grease them until new grease is coming out of the top and bottom. Because what we see almost 90% of the time when we pull the kingpin apart, the corrosion at the top and bottom of the kingpin, not necessarily worried about what's in the axle eye, because that doesn't get greased, but they are so corroded and full of moisture at the top and bottom of the kingpin because of all the moisture trapped in the grease, and they're never getting it greased properly and pushing all the old grease out, all the dirt, all the trash, all the moisture. They're never pushing it out, and they're never getting enough grease into the thrust bearing at the bottom of the axle to properly lubricate it, which will give you problems while you're driving down the road, vibrations and hard turning. So to properly grease it, jack it up, left, right, center, grease until there's all new grease coming out of the top and bottom of the axle eye where the grease should be escaping. But Rocky, those are certified professionals. They know what they're doing. Right. The, the guys at the shops, they're certified in knowing what the last guy that was there for three weeks taught them. <laughs> and when he quit, this guy took over, but that guy told him to just grease each one of them two pumps. And that was it. But he's got his ASC certification. So he was able to pass the test, but didn't know what he was passing. So is that where the two-pump chump came from? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> two-pump yeah. chump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's gold. Yeah. yeah. So we find that all the time. And your shops, the, the guys at the shops where you're getting your service done, they're going to tell you, oh, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. We just grease them here, a couple pumps here and a couple pumps there. But then they'll put 40 pumps of grease in the freaking steering shaft, and you end up with grease all over your fucking floorboard on your boots. <laughs> but they won't put no grease in the damn kingpins. Yeah. 
or slack adjusters. You know, I noticed Carl would put slack adjusters on a truck and they didn't have a grease fitting. Right. And he would take that plug out and put a grease and fitting a in grease there fitting so in, you yeah. could grease the damn slack adjusters because right. you'll watch guys beat their brains out right. trying to get slack adjusters off because the son bitch ain't been greased in a million miles. But right. if you leave right. the plug in, Bendix will sell a hundred times more slack Absolutely. adjusters. I'm surprised well, they have a plug in at all. How, right. how dare <laughs> you, you conspiracy <laughs> theorist. <laughs> now, yeah. yeah. Aren't you all glad Rocky, you know, doesn't hold back and just tells it like it is, you know? I'm, he's a shy guy, you know? You have to kind of get to yeah. know him a little bit. He warm him up a little bit. What, what do you, what's your drink of, what are you drinking? Right now, I think it's a Bahama Sunset or something he's got me over there. Bahama but Sunset? When I fit, Bahama yeah. Mama. Everybody's been buying me drinks. I don't know why. <laughs> well, They're trying to make me where I yeah. walk funny tomorrow or something. But uh, my next one. You got to watch this bunch here. They'll do that. Okay? They will do so. that. So my next one, I'm going to be on my, my crown and ginger ale. All right. All right. So, but it's a pleasure being here with you guys. I listen myself every week at home or, you know, if I'm home, my wife's like, you're addicted to them. I was like, no, I just got to see Larry. Who could be addicted to Right. I said, I got to watch Larry. No. Well, this, yeah, this West Virginia weather is trying to get you to move up here. Ain't it, it is. I'm thinking about not going back to Florida. <laughs> it was 103 today. Right, so I mean, what could have been better than this seventy-six, seventy-seven that we had here? Yeah, well, yeah. It's, and no, I could, no humidity, you know. Right, no humidity, man. It's been perfect, been nice. It's been yeah, miserable been nice. up here for about two weeks. So well, you know, you, you got you got the good weather. You brought the good weather with you, I reckon. Right, yeah. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad it's staying for the weekend. Well, man, but we're glad we're glad you're here. We absolutely. appreciate you coming. Appreciate yeah. you being a partner in this deal. Right. You know, yeah. before I met you back in whenever that was, 2019, I guess. 19, what, I believe. Is that what it was? Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, you know, I used to take my trucks to Kansas City, you yeah. know, to another MD Lima guy. And he's great. And he's, he's awesome. Great. Chad is awesome. But, uh, you know, having you here and, and get a little bit closer and being part of the program, I mean, we're so happy to have you. Yep. And we really, really appreciate you being here. And, I, and I'm glad I know you to took be here. a lot of time out to, to come up here and do this. And, yep. and we appreciate that. So, guys, Rocky Rockefeller, North Florida MD alignment. He's in the Jacksonville area. Okay. If you've got tires that are wearing funny and you can't figure it out and you went in and paid for a computer alignment that still, still pulls and doesn't do right, uh, believe me when I tell you this, you need to go down and see Rocky. He'll fix it to where it drives right. And if he doesn't fix it, he'll give your money back. Right, and we, we guarantee it. If you call me up and it's not driving right, we're going we're gonna to do what we got to do to fix it. There you go. If it is a problem in your frame or something, I can't fix that. You're going to a frame shop. But most of the time, I can find that problem and get you pointed the right direction if it's something we cannot fix. Right. right. So look us up. We're on uh, Google. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. I'm working well, on getting him to make better TikToks. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out this TikTok video and thing. I've got some <laughs> up there, but I'm not a video editor. I'm a llama guy. I can make it, make the phone go straight. I just can't uh, <laughs> do all this editing stuff, just clipping and cutting. All so. right, Rocky. All Listen, right, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much yeah, for being appreciate here. Appreciate it, Rocky. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. So, man, what a fun guy, you know? Um. All of he listen. He we when he comes up here for the for the weekend like this, he's been here since Wednesday. He's yeah. not leaving till Monday, so when he comes up here, we get all of all of our guys were here on Thursday. We we brought most of our fleet in on Thursday. We had training on Thursday, and so we could get all the trucks here, so he could go over and look at all of them. Well, how much did he find? I mean, we found all kinds of stuff. That, oh yeah, that uh, so we get that all done while he's in town, and and it's you know, 
Really, really nice. So, um, okay. I see him coming. Richie? Richie Matthews. Richie Matthews. Would, would somebody get Richie Matthews? There you go. Right here, buddy. Sit down there. So... I need to take a few minutes to, to, to introduce this next gentleman, okay? Um, first of all, um, he, is, uh, he is a truck owner. Uh, he has been in the program now for a couple of years. Um, he was the lunatic of the year in 2022. Um, that means he was the top producing truck owner, top producing driver. And um, we, you guys have heard us talk about him. We've given a lot of, a lot of anecdotal stories about Richie. Richie came to us when he was like 24 years, 23, 24 years old, Richie? 23, yeah. And so, you know, I mean, here's a guy in the, in the infancy of his business life. And, you know, the, the, the knowledge that he has now, the, 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 the time value of money, Mm, that he mm, is mm, going to mm, be mm. able to take advantage of with compounding interest. I mean, Richie is going to be a, a cajillionaire, you know. He's a great guy. You know, the good thing about Richie is that he listens, and he, he's, he, he, he's, he holds himself accountable. He allows other, us to hold him accountable, and he's become this superstar in uh, Blue Ribbon uh, lore and, in, uh, and will be a Landstar BCO legend. So, Richie, uh, welcome to the podcast. Put that up to your mouth real close. Close to that. There you go. Can we hear him, Richie? So, uh, do we have a translator? <laughs> Listen, we got to hurry this up. I'm going to Titty Bar in a little bit. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> he also, by the way, by the way, I met his fiance for the first time this weekend. And I'm going to tell you something. I thought that I had married up. You know, and I did, but listen, he has, he, he has rung the bell, okay? His fiance, Amber, she's the sweetest, smartest, brightest. I mean, I, I, Richie, I don't know what I'm, you did. I'm kind of trying to figure out what she Roofies. was thinking. No kidding. I mean, there's got to be, you know, there's something we're not seeing. I don't know what it is, but, you know, I mean, maybe Richie's fooled us all this time and he's already a gazillionaire. I don't know, but whatever it is. Uh, he has uh, he has rung the bell when it comes to uh, when it comes to having a uh, a fiance. Congratulations, by the way, buddy. And, uh, so uh, why don't you go ahead and tell the people out there a little bit about you know your what you how you found us, what you've done here, what it's meant to you, because um, everybody's kind of curious about who you are and where you came from. So take it away. Well, I'm from Florida. Grew up. Kind of poor, kind of middle class in between there. Always worked since probably like 12 years old. And uh, struggled with addictions and shit. And hit about 20 years old and I wanted to get out. My cousin uh, told me to go to CDL school and go work in the oil fields. And that didn't work out because I didn't have experience. That's good. That's good. That's you like good. it? It's root beer. That's very good. It's, it's, no, it's, it's more than root beer. There, <laughs> there might be some root beer in it. They're into that root beer moonshine. There's more things with root beer in there. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, 
forgot where I left off. <laughs> You're from Florida. Went, went and worked, turned 21, went to school, went to Covenant Transport and became a trainer by age like 22. <laughs> and that was, uh, that was great. I, I, I really knew everything about truck driving and I, I was able to yeah, teach these people everything I, I knew. You, weren't you, how long were you at Covenant? How long were you there? Five. Two or three years. That 20, long? I came over here at 23. I was two months away from turning 24. And when you left there, you were a senior trainer, were you not? Senior. At 24 tra- years old, Travis right? Travis was a master trainer. Travis was a master trainer. Master debater. <laughs> that, we laugh about that because uh, when Richie came here, he knows shit from Shinola, okay? <laughs> he couldn't read a map. He thought listen. that he thought that 12 volt DC would electrocute you. Listen, okay. I don't fuck with electric anything. <laughs> and when Chris had me he was a touching ma- fucking he was batteries, a senior trainer. <laughs> I wasn't having it. <laughs> he, he, I, listen, y'all. The first load I put him on was a load of empty totes, which. <laughs> Right. Very first load down there. I out wish there. I could hear what you're saying right now. First load of totes. The very first oh, load. You for the very first load. <laughs> and how many? How many placards did you put on? At 30. least twelve on each side. Twelve on each side. Yeah. <laughs> you put forty-eight placards no, on. You went, and went, you didn't. And you didn't have some of you had to break in the building to get yeah, some. That's the best part. That's the best part. When I looked Tell at his paperwork. I realized that he didn't have all the right placards. Right. And I'm like, dude, we need we need another one. And he's like, you want me to break in? I'm like, he's like, there ain't nobody here. It was I, like it was about midnight, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was super late. So then I know that it's bulk, because it's a bulk package, even though it's empty, you can't run the PA turnpike. And so I'm looking at the map on my phone, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll go up this road and that road and that road. And there's complete silence on the other end of the line. And I don't know what in my subconscious made me go, Richie, do you know how to read a map? And he goes, oh, no, we weren't allowed to we have maps. To and I'm like, maps. are you fucking kidding me? That Listen, now, no, I'm, now I'm going to say it again. They gave it again. Senior trainer, okay? All right, we're going to They gave us a map from Chattanooga to Pomona, California. And they had your trainer would map it out for you, and you would write all down the field stops and where you would stop for your 30 minute breaks and where you would swap out at. And that was about the extent of that. So tell us about the time where you avoided uh, a backup to deliver the road on, on time. I-40, tell tell yeah. us all about that, okay? So there's a backup on I 40 or I 20, I can't remember which, but it was a Walmart run, had a reefer on, and I decided to go out of route to get the load on time it added 20 or 25 miles to the route and i got the load there on time but i got charged and got in trouble for going out of route through a backup charge you 50 bucks penalty right 50 something like that yeah yeah god bless america right so, unbelievable and yeah 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 that's and we wonder and we wonder why company drivers don't give a shit about customers right exactly. you know they don't care because they're programmed and train to just shut up and do what they're told. No Absolutely. thinking. Don't don't ask any questions. Don't. So so Richie, tell us in in a few words what what has been here. What has that done for you? How has that changed your situation? And you don't have to sugarcoat it. Just say what it is. You know, just just be honest. Well, I think I'm a lot more prepared to be a BCO. 
than what I would have been going alone out and getting a truck and then doing this on my own. I wouldn't have made it. Go Do ahead. you mind? I'm in the middle of something right now. Damn. His girlfriend is dropping shit nuts. She wants us to ask you a question. She wants us to ask you a question. No. She says, ask him, big, ask him what happened to the pickup. No. Absolutely let not. Mind your over there. Let him finish. Let him finish his story. Y'all leave him alone. Let him finish. Well, I don't his story. know where I was at because they wanted to interrupt my five minutes of fame. <laughs> we'll, give you, we'll give you ten. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll give you five more. Uh, listen, I'm gonna tell you a story about Richie. Okay, I'm gonna tell him a story. Okay, and I'm gonna try to do it third per, per, third person because it really gives between Chris and. And me and, and, and Chris. Are and, we and talking about the wide two lane road? Yeah, we are. No, 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 no. So, we don't. There's that statue's limitations. We can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, shit. We, won't, we won't get specific. <laughs> but allegedly, allegedly, uh, Richie made a de- de- decision. It was a poor decision. But for whatever reason, he decided that he needed to reverse direction on a, on a wide, wide now, wide, that's important, two-lane road. It's been two years, and he's still hanging on that wide two-lane road. It was a yeah, wide, wide two-lane road. Wide two-lane road now. Uh, so anyway, that didn't end well for him, okay? He, he ended up having to call a wrecker and, uh, and get himself situated so he's back going the opposite direction without having wheels in the ditch and all that kind of stuff. So, and this is the thing I love about Richie. You know, you know, it, you know when you have your child, you have a kid, and, and they do something wrong, but they beat themselves up so bad that you can't yep. punish them, you know? That's, that's him, okay? So he calls up Chris. He says, man, I, I really – this is, this, is Richie's cla- this is Richie's classic line. He calls up Chris. He goes, Chris, I fucked up. Yep, and uh, Chris exactly said, "Yeah, well, tell said. me about it." He goes, "Yep, yeah, man, you uh, you fucked up, all right." So well, he gonna... sent me the picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When well, we still hey, have that picture, by the way. Okay, so he sent me a picture of the truck across a wide two-lane road. I can't road. hear him talking shit. I... You'll be all right. It's all good. It's all good. He sends me the picture. We're doing it out of love, okay? <laughs> he sends me the picture of the wide two-lane road where the trailer is in covering the entire load and the and the landing gear is on the ground and the tra- and the truck is in a ditch, you know, bent over like this. And I said, call a wrecker and don't call me for payment. You know, call the wrecker. Don't call Larry. Don't call me. Just call a wrecker to get your ass out. And so he called the wrecker, and he got himself pulled out. So go ahead. Go ahead and finish your story. Well, you know, and of course, Chris said, you know that sooner or later you're going to have to call Larry and tell him what you did. <laughs> of course, that's like wait till your father gets home. Yeah. Kind of a deal. <laughs> you wait till your daddy gets so home. So now he's, he's, he's just, you know, he's, he's dying inside because he knows he's got to call me. Well, I already talked to Chris. I know what's going on. So no, I'm just, I puked about four times. I'm just playing <laughs> along with it. So sure enough. Richie calls me. He goes, "Well, <clears throat> I, I'm not. I'm not going to uh, insult you. insult you with some kind of bullshit excuse. I just plain old ass fucked up. Yep. And of course, I already knew. And I'm trying. You know, I'm trying not to laugh while I spank my kid. You know, I'm <laughs> right. Trying to, right. And, and I said, well, Richie, did you learn anything from it? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I did." I'm like, that's all that matters, okay? That's all that matters. I learned that we need more horsepower in these trucks. <laughs> <laughs> but how, you know, you have to love the guy. I mean, it, it looks, I'm going to tell, tell you something else. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try not to get emotional about this because Uh-oh. this is the kind of guy he is, okay? 
And Richie, I don't, I don't think I'm talking out of school here, but Richie didn't have the greatest um, experience growing up. Okay, well, let's just put it that way, right? right? He, he didn't have the, uh, a, a, a very, very uh, you know, great experience as a child. Uh, but Richie found success, you know, and, the, and I didn't know him very well at the time. He'd only been here probably not even a year. But he's like, I, need to, I have to take off for a week or 10 days. I don't know what it was. And I said, okay, no problem. What, what are you going to do? He said, well, I'm going to go to Yellowstone. I said, well, that's great. But what we found out later on was that Richie, because he, he could do it now, but he took his entire family to Yellowstone on an extended vacation, and he paid for everything. Now, that not, might not sound like a lot, but for, for Richie and the situation he was in to do that, I know he took a lot of pride in that and he got a lot of enjoyment out of being able to do that. It just tells you what kind of guy he is, what kind of person he is. And that's the thing that we love about Richie, and that's the thing we love about this program, is because it's not about driving trucks. That's not what we do here. Well, you're, hope, you're, you're missing something. I, I tried to pay for the whole thing. My mama didn't let me. She had she paid for the rental car and her their tickets. Well, there you go. I, was try, I tried to pay for the whole thing myself, but she wasn't having it. Well, anyway, we knew what your intentions were, okay? <laughs> And it just, you know, just really, it really, you know, that that kind of hit me because I mean, that's just not you don't you don't find twenty four year old guys that do that, you know, and especially coming from you know not the greatest experience when you were growing up, you know, I, I get all that, but you know, he's mature enough to put that behind him and say, hey, you know, what's happened in the past happened in the past. Let's just go forward. So anyway, I, I gained a lot of respect for him out of that situation. They probably don't even know about it, but. Anyway, that you know, the character is the thing that we're talking about here. That's what that's what this comes down to is character, and in business, character is everything. You know, uh, Richie is a he's he is excellent at um, and I hate to use this term. You all know I hate this term. The building relationships. He he makes friends with agents. When Richie needs a load, yep. he doesn't go to the load board. He calls his agent and says, "Hey, yep. I need a load." Or they call, I mean, I look on the emails and he gets an email every day. Hey, Richie, here's all the loads we got available. Choose one. Which one you want? You know, that's yep. the kind of, that's, that's the kind of person who is successful. You know, not in, in, not in this business, but in any business. Because his character is there. His, his intent is good. His heart is big. You know, I've said before that we tried at one time to try to, you know, try to test people for what they're, what their level of was of what their, of their ability when they came here. And, I, and I've told Richie this. I'm not saying behind his back. I've said in front of him. When Richie came to orientation, I looked to Chris, and I said, he's got zero chance of making it oh, here. Yeah. He has zero chance of making it here. You know? We recycled him back into orientation because he wasn't paying attention to the first one. <laughs> and uh, Richie's a vapor, okay, which I need him to fix that because that's stupid. But, <laughs> but he would go outside and vape. And we're trying to teach him how to do this shit, okay? And he's on his phone. And Chris finally said, Richie, put the fucking phone down, okay? <laughs> I did. And pay attention. 100%. I thought, I thought well, he ain't going to stay after that. I, he's I out might, of here, right? I might have said something about sticking the phone up his ass. I he did, think you did. I, I, you know, and by the like way, that. by the way, we were doing this at his church, okay? Easy now, now. Now, technically, we were doing we it probably in not the, ought, We probably not ought to bring them into this. We, we technically were doing it in the, in the, in the what we call that building? The, like the activity the building. Acti we weren't in the sanctuary, technically. We were in the activity building. 
So, you know, we could say fuck and not go to hell, okay? So, or at least I hope we don't. But anyway, I'm like, he has no chance. He has zero chance. And then on top of that, we hired him at the same time we hired a Colombian. And I'm like, Chris, what are we going to do? <laughs> Y'all got to understand. <laughs> Y'all got to understand. Listen, we had a guy coming from who, who, who's not an American, like not Native American. No, not, he no, wasn't born here. No, right? he was, uh, yeah, he was not. And he had a sick Spanish Very accent. Thick and Colombian I'm thinking, accent. I'm thinking, man, I've got to be a teacher to this guy, but what if. There's a language barrier. We had like a conversation. Only, I said, Chris, what, what happens if, if he can't understand us? You know? Wasn't well, a problem. Know. You know, we need but to get this an one over here. Couldn't understand a word he said. This guy's from Florida, okay? Florida. <laughs> Where you live? Ta- he lives in Tampa, by no. the way. Tampa. <laughs> no. He lives in Sonoda, Sassa. Say that. Thunota I grew up in Sonoda, Sassa. Okay. That's where he That's lives. That's five okay? syllables, okay? But he says it in two. So we get there. And we've got Christian, who's the Columbia guy. We can understand every word out of his mouth. I asked him, where are you from? He said, I'm like, what the hell did he just say? Can you say that again? He said it again. I said, it, it, it's Indian for land can, of flint or, or can some you, shit. Can you enunciate that? You know, I couldn't understand a damn thing he said. The notice last, the notice last, the notice last. Beyond that. I mean, I'm like, I have never, ever met anybody that's from Florida <laughs> that I could not understand. What did Chris say? We got, we got everything in our pocket we can look up to notice Lassa? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Siri, where's the notice Lassa, Florida? Now, listen. Right. In between co- Tampa and cocky, Plain City. That's how cocky he's gotten after being here, okay? <laughs> you think his confidence level is going up right, a little listen, bit? All right, listen. The internet has spoken, and everybody wants to know what happened to your pickup truck. To what? To your pickup truck. Think mind their damn business. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have hit a golden yellow barrier. Barrier? A golden yellow barrier. Around a fuel island. In the pickup truck. In the pickup, In the pickup truck. truck. Well, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. As long as you don't hit it with a big truck, I don't give a shit. Really? You know? yeah. So I'm okay. You know? I need All to right, have Richie. those things on the sides of the truck where it's like three nuns, four kids, a couple cats and dogs. <laughs> Well, so give I, us give I, us your closing thoughts, Richie. Oh, Wrap it up here for us, okay? Closing, closing yeah, thoughts. You bet. You better give some credit to your girl. Your girl out there, she gonna kick your ass, okay? So. Yeah, she she kept me doing this. Yeah. It's been a couple times where I said, "Fuck it, I want to go home." And she kept me. Think about the future. What are you gonna do when you come home? You gonna sell drug dope? What are you gonna do? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little time out here because you said that, and that that made me think about something. And I got a gentleman right here that we've advised this to. When we, when we bring somebody in the program, we, we make sure that their significant other understands what they're getting ready to do. Because what we do here is, yep. is hard. It's, it's really, really hard. It's life-altering. Life yeah. And if you don't have the support of that person that you've chosen to spend the rest of your life with, you're not going to do this. And sometimes think guys, guys don't think that's important, but... What about it? You know, you, so you're saying you might not have stayed here if it weren't for Amber. There's a few times where I said this ain't for me. You know, here's what I tell everybody. I said, look, when we're interviewing you, he is a drill sergeant. All he's going to do is kick your ass, okay? I'm the chaplain. I'm going to pick you up and hug you every once in a while. <laughs> but your, your significant other has to be your cheerleader. Yeah. That's the person that has to remind you why you're doing this because this is not easy. You know, you have to come here because we don't charge to be in the program. 
the, 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 the profit generated from the truck is what pays everybody. So you have a full-time driving job, and you're going to school full-time to get a master's degree in business. That's not easy to do, is it? No. And so there's times when you have those days when you go, well, you know what? Why am I doing this? You know? And, 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 and Chris is not going to kiss your ass, and I'm going to try to make you stop and think. But that cheerleader at home is who keeps you focused on why we're doing it. And thank it's you, Amber, lot, for doing that. It's a lot easier when you can, you can make money doing stuff that might not be good for you right. back at home. And it's easy to go back to, but you've got somebody in your corner going, I'm not going to tolerate that shit. Right. Like, exactly. figure it out. And we've always said there are things that your spouse or your significant other can do to reward you or punish you that we cannot come close to. <laughs> And that's where this comes in, you yeah. know, and, and you have to do it together as a team, you know, because it, 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 it just doesn't work. You have to have that support. And another side of that is I came into this going, I'm not going to, I'm not going to quit. If I leave, I'm going to get fired. And after that alleged U-turn situation, I had my shit packed. <laughs> I thought I was done. Like no way Larry's going to deal with this shit. No, that's not true. You, you know, we, listen, we don't, we don't fire people for a mistake. And we don't fire people typically anyway. Right. People usually fire themselves. Right. But all we're trying to do is make you learn. Well, everybody makes a mistake. The decision to make the same mistake twice, though, in and of itself is a decision. Right. And that's what we don't tolerate. So, Richie, thank you for being here. Thank you for being in the program. Congratulations on the culmination of owning your own truck now. I know Richie's plan is to own multiple trucks. He's going to stay in the program because he wants to become a dispatcher and have four or five trucks in the program. And we, we, we welcome you to do that. We're and stay home for and you. smoke weed. He wants to stay, I said that, but he, that's not what he said. He wants to stay home and dispatch trucks. But I do want to dispatch trucks, but I want to smoke a lot of weed, he too. He wants to smoke a lot of weed and, and hunt alligators, right? And hunt so, alligators. And fish. <laughs> Congratulations, Richie. Thanks, Thank Larry. you for being here, okay? All right. Wow. That was great, wasn't it? That's what, listen, you know, when you hear, when, uh, you know, there's times when we think that what we do is insignificant. There's times we think that, that who really cares, you know, what right. we do? 100%. And then you get somebody like that where you know that you've changed their, their entire, as Dave Ramsey said, their entire family tree. 100%. You know, and it makes it all worthwhile. I mean, you know, I'm, look, I'm going to say a couple of things. Is my wife here? You know, I see my wife. Last time I saw her, she was over that way. Anyway, Monday that's, night. Listen, that's an interview that needs to happen. That's true. Why don't somebody find Mary Lou? I don't think Mary Lou will come on this podcast, but I'm going to tell you right now, it would be absolute internet gold. And I'm, I'm going to make a public service announcement. I'm going to try to get her. I'm going to find out where she is. That They gave me, this is called a BMF uh, it's blue, and it's an MF, and I might not ought to be my second drink. Um, okay, I'm going to try to get her down here. So I'm going to hold off what I was going to say. I just okay. texted her. Um, blue motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said we should drink on every episode from now on. We drink on every episode. Well, not like this. Um, All right, well, what was I going to talk about? I was talking about... What was I going to talk about? I, I, I don't remember. 
I don't remember right. what I said last. I, I'm not is, sure I can remember. Is Willie Nelson in the room? Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson. Are you here? Paging Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson. Over here in the hot seat, Willie Nelson. I hear. Is that the damn iPad? Oh, yeah. Damn iPad's turned up. Paging Willie Nelson. All right. Close All right. up. Hang on. I'm, I got to. <laughs> I got to put his name up here. So the Willie doesn't know we were going to do this. I don't think so. Anyway, I, well, I wanted to bring Willie in because Willie is is strictly a podcast listener. You found us a hundred percent from the podcast, right? Yeah, and he's not in the program. You know, Willie. Um, I'm not going to try to say too much that's out of you know, that you wouldn't want said, but Willie's a part time truck driver. He's a full time fireman, and I think what he wants to do is after fire department is out of your life. You want to pursue a trucking business, whether as a truck owner or a truck driver. And, and he found us on the podcast. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing him up here because this weekend we have about 50 people here. And the commonality with all these people is this podcast. Right. And, and I, I, can't, I can't express to you how I don't understand this. Um, I'm thankful that Chris... Um, Pursued me to con- to do this. I, you mean I have, drug you kicking and screaming? That that too. But I, you know, I, when we did we started this podcast in what, Chris? 2019? 29 August of twenty nine. It's 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 we're dangerously close to the three four year anniversary. Right. Well, anyway, when I, I get when BSC I found Chris, <laughs> when I found Chris, you know, we we we've, we've documented this. It's well documented. But he had already been chronicling his. His uh, his uh, venture in in trucking and, and the ups and downs of that and uh, and, and you know he I, I have and then this is the uh, this is the God's truth I have never stand by stand by I have never uh, listened to a podcast uh, before I was on one and I've only listened to one or two since I've been on one. So, I, you know, I, the fact that people listen to these is a, is, I don't understand. It. Yeah. But anyway, I'm <laughs> thankful that you do because everybody here this weekend is here because of this podcast. Yeah. And, and Willie, I wanted to bring you up because, number one, you came a long way. Minnesota. Yep. Uh, trucking's not even your full-time gig. Not right so now. So tell us a little bit about how you found us and what makes this something that you have an interest in, that you would take off your job and come from Minnesota to, what do they call it? West Goddamn Virginia. West yeah. by And spend God. a weekend. West by, by God, God, Virginia. W-B-G-V. Well, anyway. first of all, it's, it's beautiful here. And I can't remember if I'm in Hurricane, West Virginia, no, or you're Hurricane. In hurricane. You're, you're in Hurricane. Okay, Hurricane. If you want, if you want to be accepted as right. locals, you're, in, you're a Hurricane. Yeah. But um, I'm very grateful that I stumbled across Chris a couple years ago when he was still doing the American truck driver thing, and that's how I found you guys. Okay, good. And I guess if I could sum up, you were exactly right, Larry. Uh, someday, some way, some route, when I do finally pull the plug on the fire department, I do want to own my own trucking business. But I can't think about that without hearing Chris on my shoulder saying the freedom of owning your own business can be a really, really good thing. But if you do it wrong, it could be a nightmare. Absolutely. And I've never forgot him oh, saying that. Yeah. And so that's why I'm here. I, I did drive a thousand miles to be here God wow. for God that reason, be, to that's learn incredible. how to do it right. <laughs> then that just make to you learn how to not do it wrong. Because I'm sure I could do it wrong. I'm sure I could 
make the wrong decision and do it not the wrong way. But yeah, I'm yeah. very grateful that you guys let me come here, even though I don't have a truck or a business or even drive full time. But let you come super here. grateful to be here. I'm super happy to be here. Yeah, super cool. And it's just beginning. This is night one, and I've already had a ton of fun. So, so I can't imagine what the next two you days. You don't have any trucking connections, or he's part time. He well, part-time. to be honest with you, I, I as I graduated high school, I went to tech school for truck driving. And okay. then I drove full-time till I was about 25 or 24, 25. Uh, did a little over the road, did a lot of road construction, did some ready-mix truck, a little bit of everything. But then I got involved in the local fire department in my hometown. And that kind of derailed me, and I ended up being a full-time firefighter, which I do not regret at all. Thank you Very for your service, for that by experience. the way. Thank no, you for your My pleasure. And I'm super grateful for that whole life experience as well. But... Trucking's always been in my blood. Even when I became a full-time firefighter, I still drove truck on the side uh, and still always will. But I, I would like to end up in it as an owner someday. That's, that's the end goal. So um, you, you were attracted to Chris's story because obviously it chronicled his success and failure. Um, what, what, I mean, exactly what is it that made you, you know, that, that's, that you seized on that? I mean, what it was it that, I mean, were you, were you living sort of vicariously through that or? Yeah, I think I, I randomly searched truck driving podcasts and stumbled on a couple of them. One of them, the other one you guys have mentioned in previous podcasts, I still follow that one too, but Chris grabbed me because Chris was so transparent and so real. Right. He didn't cover up any of the bad days. Um, you, it was like we were going through it with him, and it was so genuine, right, right, right and right. so real. I, I couldn't shut it off. Yeah, we hear that. You know, you know, I'm come from a professional photographer background. I tend to want, and you can kind of see around here, and you're yeah. crazy. I kind of like things to be kind of a certain level. Right. Oh, we lost everything. Are you there? Okay. We kind of, we kind, I kind of like things to be a certain level, a certain level sure. of standard. Yep. And I'm not saying Chris doesn't, but Chris is just raw. Chris, yeah. Chris just, you know, the thing you admire about Chris is that first of all, he has no filter, and yeah. he has no shame. <laughs> That's a good quality. You know, he has. I mean, he <clears throat> he he's not embarrassed to talk about his failures. Yeah. You know, and that's what endears you to him. Yeah. The reason we're together, the number, the only reason we're together. Is because he got on Facebook on the, in, the, in the Landstar groups and said, "Hey, right, I'm a failure, and it's not anybody's fault but me." Right. And <clears throat> to <clears throat> to see that or hear that or watch that, in from a man number one yeah. and truck driver number two, type A, you just don't hear that. No personal account, personal accountability in front of the whole, in front of everybody. Uh, everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, eleven thousand Landstar drivers. You know how the 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 blood and the water that that created. Oh man, I, yeah, I'm sure. Because you know how many truck, how many <laughs> yeah. Landstar fleet owners were. I'm thinking, well, why would he contact me? You know. Yeah. But I think the thing that we share is the authenticity. You know, yeah. I, I've when we first started doing the podcast, I'm like, Chris, we need to have better backgrounds. We need to. It needs. You know, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a professional graphics person. Yeah. And I'm like, this needs to be a. And you know, he said, no, 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 no. He said, what people want is real. Yep. Keep yeah. it raw and keep it real, just like you guys are. I didn't realize that then, but now I realize it more than ever because we don't... Listen, you just see this. We, there's nothing about this that's polished, okay? Yeah. But, you know, I understand we get a million TikTok hits a month. 
It's amazing. That's it's a, awesome. That's a, I mean, and it's not because of what we look like or what we are. I mean, it's because Speak for of yourself, what, old man. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we can hey, relate to you. Hey, one of our vendors saw his picture over at the place today on the on one of the on one of the one of the uh, banners and said. Was Chris wearing makeup on that day? You don't look like that. <laughs> I can testify. Okay, Chris does not wear makeup. Okay, and but, they don't have it. But anyway, you know this authenticity thing. I, I just, you know, I, I didn't understand it. But that's why you're here. Absolutely, that's completely why I'm here. It was, it was real. Yeah, yeah totally and, real. And that's, you know, that's that's flattering. But at the same time, how easy is it to be all? I mean, how how, how hard is it to present yourself in a way that's fake? Compared to just being you, you know, yeah. why, why is that? Why is that so special? But I don't know. You'd think the truth would be the easiest way, but it's not yeah, always for yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys. You're a really, you're a much bigger deal than you think you are, <laughs> and uh, all the way to Central Minnesota. <laughs> I can't believe. At least it. in my in I mean, my experience. When you get Willie Nelson watching <laughs> your podcast. Well, Come on, you know. Yeah, I look, don't I look, put too really much Nelson. stock in that. I can't sing, and I don't have any weed, Richie. Sorry, so I'm off. <laughs> Do you have a bus outside? <laughs> no, I don't have that either. I don't have that well, either. Willie, thank you for being no, here. Thank you for I mean, we're, me. we're very humble that you would take your time out to do it. I know that it wasn't easy for you to do that. No. I know you had to kind of work your shift around. And, it's already been and worth it. Seven hundred miles. I mean, I, I listen. I, I'm. It's already been worth it. I appreciate it. it. I'm, two more good. days of fun coming. It's good, but in a way, it's bad because it puts so much pressure on me to <laughs> no. deliver. You know. Oh, you'll be. So, you're already delivering. Thank, thank you, you, Willie. Yeah, appreciate much, it. Sir. Appreciate you being here. So. All right. Close your mouth, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Another guy, by the way, that we really appreciate you being here. You came from Minnesota as well, right? Wisconsin. 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 Far enough away, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Smoke from a distant fire, isn't that like a tune? Yes. No, thank you. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry, guys. I hit the button. Anyway, uh, this truck uh, is incredible and looks like a race car. So I've got to know what is the origin story of how you started down this path to make this truck into this 10 mile per gallon. 11, 11, 11. Well, it's yeah. 10, 10 average, right? Over the over the whole thing, uh, it's over 10 now, right? The last year, uh, 11 
for a year. 11 for a year. Did you guys hear that? I don't, I don't drive as much as I used to. I get that. I, well, I don't, don't, listen, don't, don't minimize it. It's a 2001 International. Correct. With a Detroit 12.7 engine. Correct. What are the other specs? 10 speed? Uh, 10 speed direct. Direct? It, it came with a 264, 6x4. Right. By four. right. I, uh, I don't know, five, six years ago. I, well, I don't know. Anyways, a few years ago, I uh, switched it to a 6x2. 6x2, okay. Because, uh, you know, us in the fuel economy uh, community are kind of... Um, competitive and all the guys were kicking my butt you know, yeah, with the yeah. six by two so I decided uh, <laughs> let me say that again <laughs> let me say that again us in the fuel economy community yeah, the are kind economy. of competitive yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the <laughs> understatement of the world right there <laughs> so I mean, the, the backup Steve is a legendary high fuel mileage guy okay his you can look him up on fuel gauges if you're if you're in fuel gauges it's backdraft binder correct is that the rest is that all of yep. them so you need can look you, him up need you to come up on that mic just a little okay. bit there you, go. You, you can you can search backdraft binder and that's him now look i've got it on the screen this weekend so you guys here will see it i've got yeah. his last year or not whatever you sent me i went on there and i found his lifetime I got both of them. You're going to have your your socks blown off when you see this. But so anyway. I remember as a as a listener of Kevin Rutherford back in you know the mid late 2000s when I first became interested or or, or saw being an owner operator as a viable option for a company driver that there was a destination there was a there was a place that I could go um, to 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 achieve this level of freedom to achieve this level of wealth. So was it the fuel prices of the late 2000s that spurred you into this, into this world? Well, I've always been interested in it. Um, actually, uh, the family came up with an early drawing that I did that was dated uh, 1991. Oh, wow. Okay. But I didn't really get into it heavy until uh, we hit like 4 or $5 a gallon years ago that was now you know but almost 20 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i've been working on it ever since and um, were, you, were you i mean is this something that you i mean what was it was it were you motivated because of the fuel price or is this just something that i mean it is it's just a good business person and controlling costs is that just in your nature uh, yeah and i Grew up uh, in business during the, you know, uh, energy crisis where there was fuel lines and uh, countries that aren't very friendly to us, controlling right. us, and sure, it, sure. you know that's kind of a motivating thing as well. But uh, now I've only recently discovered that I'm a lunatic. <laughs> we discovered that a long time ago, Steve. Yeah. Well, I think my family's been aware of it for a long time. Yeah. Um, They're usually the first ones to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, they'll, they'll tell you it's an obsession. You know? So, yeah. and I know we, we probably, for the fairness of the audience, to, you know, because we have mentioned you and your truck from time to time, and I think it's reasonable for people to say, oh, there's no way. But, 
number one, you have the data. You have the fuel gauges data for, I mean, you've tracked a million miles, right? In, yeah, in fuel like gauges. A million three, I think, something like that. So not only do you have the receipts that show that you have a truck that is capable of an average of over 10 miles per gallon, um, one thing that we have to uh, you know, be reasonable about as we're teaching people is somebody's like, well, should I go ahead and change my rear ends? And I'm like, well, but you have to do the math. You have to get out the, the BSE 9000 and you have to do the math on today. Is it, is it worth the, the capital expenditure? I'm going to spend, what, five to $8,000 to change my rear ends. And then I'm going to have to calculate, okay, I'm going to save X number of fuel uh, based on the amount of money that I put in. You've been doing this so long. How much of this is just this gradual pattern up from, like, what was the first thing that you did to this truck that ended up to where it is today? Well, the first big thing I did, I made a uh, trailer uh, boat tail uh, called it a backdraft and uh, it was very effective but uh, it's pretty difficult to use and uh, you know there's no way I was ever going to monetize you know like selling that it was just uh, you know for my own use and uh, you know it's one of those things that they say uh, you know all a driver has to do, and then it's just stop right there because the driver ain't going to do it. <laughs> yeah. So right. I, I want yeah, how, many, how many drivers you seen going down a road with that trailer tail, trailer tail folded yeah, up? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Like they give a shit, right? I remember the first time I met you was at one of at one of the early CMCs, and you had just done all the stuff under the trailer. Correct. Because I was a photographer, and you wanted me to take pictures of that. And that's how we met. And so I was just amazed at how aerodynamic that I mean this is beyond the tractor you're in the trailer you know and I mean talk about that a little bit well we've just recently used the panels now uh, we've revamped them a little bit and uh, connect the uh, what we call the uh, rail fin kind of comes out of a 45 degree angle right. uh, six inches which puts us about three inches out which is legal right right um, and we find it's pretty effective. But back then, though, you had done all these panels that took away all the ribs. I mean, the bottom of the trailer yeah. was just as smooth as the side. Yeah. Right. That's what impressed me, you know, right. after that. It's, it was a lot of work, um, but now it's kind of developing into a whole system. Sure, sure, sure. Um, well, you've, you've evolved, obviously. Right. Because that was had to be back in about... 2010, 2011, long in there, when, yeah. that, when that happened. So, yeah. Now, two years ago, um, I decided that I wanted to start with a fresh slate, so I bought a new dry van, because before I had a reefer with a lift gate on and toolboxes, and I worked around that as best I could, but it, there's a lot of stuff in the way, so I just wanted to start with a clean slate and make a system that the driver doesn't have to interact at all and you know that's that's where we're that's where we're at right now so um, so um when we 
when we talk about the lunatic truck and you can go to blueribbonlogistics.com slash truck and kind of get a list of what we're, what our objective is when it comes to specking a truck. Um, we're talking about choosing the truck with the right gears because if you choose the wrong truck, doesn't matter what you do to it. It's not going to matter. If you, you get a you get a Super 10 and a 390s, you got a real long road to hoe to get fuel mileage out of that truck no matter what you do to it. But we talk about the um, modifications that we should do to the truck because we're trying to get in the 7.5 range. That's what we're that's what our we, what I would consider our reasonable goal uh, with a lunatic truck is to get in the 7.5 range. And all the numbers work out. When you start getting into eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, and ten, man, you're just making money on the fuel. You know, oh, yeah. you, you just—it's incredible what you can do at that point. But we have seen—we have two trucks in our fleet right now that we have seen the the average fuel mileage on that truck raised by one mile per gallon, and all we did was change the driver. Yeah. We didn't change the tires. We didn't change the gears. We did. It didn't matter. We changed the driver. The driver. I'm looking at y'all. The driver made a one mile per gallon difference in the operation of that truck, which is incredible. Because all that is is a choice. It's a choice on how hard you hit push that throttle. It's it's a choice on how you shift the gears. It you can whine about the weight, you can whine about the traffic, you can whine about the hills, but you can change the driver and get one mile per gallon. Larry, what's one mile per gallon? Fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. Right now it's fifteen grand. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen thousand dollars from making a decision. What Steve has done from a from a physics uh, an aerodynamics is incredible but when you can make a decision on how you drive that truck can 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 put fifteen thousand dollars a year which is enough to put your kid through college that's the thing that 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 we i think comes back to that changing of identity because if you don't see yourself as a business owner and you won't think about the consequences of your actions all the aerodynamics in the world don't matter. Because I'm sure somebody could get in your truck and drive it like a bat out of hell, like they stole it, and it'd get seven, right? Well, it's, it does have the VG uh, turbo on it, uh, conversion. So, yeah, you can you can abuse it if you want to. Right. You know, uh, now, to go back, though, you were talking about spending money on uh, changing gears and that. Now, when I actually... Went to the six by two. I uh, I needed the rear rear to be rebuilt, so I didn't want to spend money on something that I didn't really want anyway. So I, I bought a cutoff in North Carolina for like I don't know, twenty five hundred bucks. So I went down there and picked it up and started swapping stuff around. That uh, I I lost more time than what. There wasn't cost really, you know, because yeah. it's a complicated uh, uh, deal. But I went from the six a six by four, two sixty four, to a six by two and two fifty ratio, and with the ten speed direct at two fifties with the VG turbo, uh, 
Yeah, I got a lot of control. On, I think we'll have a slide tomorrow which shows the uh, uh, shows the uh, the dyno test, and uh, you know it, it, it's amazing uh, the torque on it. Uh, you know, it's very very uh, flat torque. Do. Um, well, I had a question, but Am Richie's Richie's fiance is an enabler, and she just brought me a full one of these. And unfortunately, my brain's not working quite as well as it was 20 minutes ago. Why? Why, why are you favoring him? <laughs> um, gosh, and it was a good one. Um, oh, the aerodynamics. Okay, I've been a big race fan, NASCAR, drag racing, all that kind of stuff for years, and I know that the kind of millions of dollars that these these race teams will spend to get a tenth of a mile per hour or a tenth of a, of a second. Um, your, how did you come up with this aerodynamics? Was it trial and error? I mean, you know, how in the world did you come up with this? Because this truck looks like a race car. Uh, well, the... Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, it doesn't really look like a 9400, the hood. No, right. No, the right. fenders no, no. and the bumper are from a Mac Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a project I had in my head for a long time, but, you know, it's complicated and expensive. So I hit a deer and, uh, you know, had this uh, aluminum bumper which folds like a cheap lawn chair yeah, and it always yeah, does progressive yeah, damage so. yeah bumper so i uh, my so. cousin had a shop uh and right next door there's a body shop so i walked over and explained what i wanted to do and would he be interested in doing you know i i, I cut the fenders off and clamped them where i wanted them and he said yeah we can do that and uh so what i got from the insurance company just about paid for the whole thing um, so there was a conversion that didn't cost me anything and I chose the uh, Mac Vision because um, it had the best radius uh, by the headlights and going around the corner and uh, with the uh, uh, bumper with those radius and uh, putting a splitter on there you uh, increase the air pressure in the middle which kind of tends to slough off air to the you know to the sides but the very middle of it it it's raises the uh, air pressure and keeps it from going underneath so it kind of forces it through the radiator and I have a hard time actually keeping temperature you know? really yeah I mean if you're pulling a mountain that's a different thing right um, well it's it's listen it I'm I mean as a as a as a kind of nerd uh, I, I that, that loves like race cars and, and, and horsepower and all that kind of stuff. It's absolutely amazing what you've done with this truck. Absolutely. And I'm curious what your, res I remember some years ago, there was a news story where Shell, I know Shell and maybe Picar or somebody, but they had spent millions of dollars to get out of a truck. What you did? Yeah, that uh, the guy that was started that um, actually he got me thinking about aerodynamics. He had a cab over way, way, way back when, and he 
kind of made a, a bubble in front of it to increase uh, his mileage. And it just kind of planted a seed in my, I don't know the guy's name, but uh, his project was like, well, yeah, uh, if you put your mind to it, you can uh, yeah. do changes like that. So. Well, I, you know, I, when I see the, and I saw it in a TikTok comment this past week, where I, I made a TikTok about Rocky doing an MD alignment, and he was talking about the cone, you know, versus putting the cone in and just, just torque it to 300 and it'll be okay, versus doing a, a Dr. Preload, you know, and, and just making sure that you have a proper alignment. And the comment was, oh, so I guess we're not supposed to trust the OEMs? And I'm like, no, no, I don't trust the certified professionals for nothing. And so... You know, it's it, it's almost ironic and comical to me that you, kind of a layman, have have achieved this unbelievable standard with twenty three, twenty two year old technology in the basic building and design of the truck itself. Um, I mean, I love that because I love kind of sticking it to the man a little bit, you know, and saying. I know you guys think that your 24, your 2024 is all that, but hey, here's a 2000, 2001 that will kick your ass seven days a week if the operator chooses to drive it correctly. And so how much, I guess my final question would be, with all of the investment and time that you've put into this truck, how much of it's driving? I'll go with a third. I mean, that's what, the, you know, that's what they say, and it yeah. kind of makes sense to we me. We don't have any numbers to. to yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't. It's kind of hard to quantify. Nobody's too. ever yeah. drove my truck, but yeah, me. Yeah, a few. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I can. Hey, I can listen. Roll. I know a guy. We'd love to put him in your truck. And say, <laughs> yeah. Because he got so, four miles per gallon in our truck. Let's oh, put him in your truck for a week to see what happens. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you can roll. You can roll coal with the truck for a short period of time until the turbo catches up. But, yeah. Uh, so, Steve, let me. I'm a numbers guy. So, when you're getting 11 miles, I mean, I looked at your numbers. Your average cost per mile is low 30s. Is that where we're? Yeah, I think right now uh, I actually hit. I went down south, so the fuel was a little cheaper. I got it down to 25 cents a mile. Uh, 25 cents a mile. Now, that's that's because it was cheap. F- I get fuel, that, but you still, know. you accomplished that, okay? Yeah. Well, let's just go back to average. I know your average is low 30s, all right? Yeah. What's the financial difference? What's the bottom line difference not running the truck? When you've got a 30 cent per mile cost per mile, as a, even if you're getting... Fuel surcharge, if you're matching fuel charge, we're looking at 52, 54 cents. You're still a quarter a mile in revenue. You know how many people are beating up brokers to get a quarter a mile? And you're getting it by just what you've done to your truck? I mean, that's that's phenomenal, right? It's not only the money you save on fuel, it's what you save on tires and drivetrains. Because when you're pulling a parachute, uh, it's hard on everything. It's hard on everything. You know, so, Maintenance, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's something, you know, the people don't look at, you know, they they want a return on investment in right. six months. Right. So right. that's right. not going to happen, you know. And no. I was at a, a NACFI event, and they had uh, 
engine in, uh, was from Cummins, uh, a woman engineer, and I, I said, I brought this up that nobody ever says that you save on maintenance and tires and everything when you uh, have better aerodynamics and uh, the, the wear and tear on the engine is measured by how much fuel goes in, not how many miles, not how many hours, it's how much fuel goes in. When I said that, she shook her head yes. And that's, it's hard to quantify, you know, and uh, people yeah. just don't realize it. Well, you know, <clears throat> Chris, my, something's happened here. Hello, hello, there we go. So, um, you know, we're all about here, we're, we're all about controlling costs. That's what we do. We teach people how to control costs. We teach, teach people how to maximize revenue. You know, we teach them the, 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 the difference between the two. You know, when you, when, you, when you increase revenue, there's a cost to that. Mm -hmm. When you cut costs, there's no cost to that. I mean, it's 100%. Whatever you save, you save. Yep. And to, to get to a quarter a mile per gallon in cost savings, think what you have to do in revenue to equal that in oh, this yeah. market. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And so, we're, you know, these people are here all this weekend because... They want to know how to stay um, in business in this current market, and 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 and, in, and even if it gets back to quote normal, how do we maximize the profit on what we do? You know, and fuel is our number one cost. I mean, it by far is the number one cost. And what we teach guys is that it's also the one that's the easiest to affect. Because most of the things that affect it are just decisions, you know. And so that's why we have you here this weekend. We appreciate you being here. We well, look forward to hearing all you guys and what you've got to say. Do you have? Do you want to talk anything about your your product, or do we just want to? Yeah. Uh, what's your website? Um, best just to go on Facebook to uh, Backdraft Aerodynamics or my, my Facebook page because our, our website I don't think we've touched in 10 years so. well I told so. people if they'll, if they'll Google Stephen Cron fuel mileage uh, you'll be able to find pictures of the truck that's what I just did right. uh, on, on the internet uh, so just Google Stephen Cron fuel mileage and, and his truck will come up um, and you can see what he's doing, because and I want everyone to understand uh, that the, the 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 thread of what we do here is that you can do this. You can learn maintenance. You can learn finances. You can learn bookkeeping. Nobody's going to teach it. You're going to have to be curious enough to find it on your own, because. It's not beneficial to people that want to make money off of you for you to learn aerodynamics. It's not beneficial for people uh, to learn for you to learn economics. It's not beneficial for people for you to learn these things. But you can do it. You absolutely can do it. Um, so don't let ever ever let anyone try to tell you that you can't figure it out because you can't. That's the, that's the hardest part. If you can look in the mirror at the person that's looking back at you and says, you know what, you're smart enough. You're wise enough. You're capable enough to do this. You can do it. And Steve, I believe, is a, is a living example of that. So, Steve, thank you for being here. We appreciate you, and we're glad to have you here. Thank you, Steve.
All right, I'm looking out here in the crowd, and I know how much she's going to hate this. Oh, you you have no idea. I have no. Well, I kind of have an idea. No, you're gonna you're gonna get me the biggest ass whooping you've ever imagined me getting. But I need yes. <clears throat> I listen. The people have spoken. The people have spoken. We need to understand the woman behind the man. She's coming over here to yell at me. She don't want to. It's a it's a C. It's a okay. Can I have five minutes? Five minutes. That's all I'm asking for. It's five minutes. Did she leave? Did she run? Two minutes. Two minutes. Okay, two minutes. Can I have two minutes? Yes. 100%. 100%. Two minutes. That's all I'm asking for. All I'm asking for is two minutes. You are you are a confident professional. What? No. Oh, no. no. Two minutes. All right. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to get my computer to work, and I'm friggin' hammered. And my, I think my, oh my gosh, I think my mouse died. So, <clears throat> is she on camera yet? She well, on? I'm trying. Listen, I'm, I'm going to get an ass whooping tonight, okay, I'm trying. because of this. All Listen, right, I will take, I will take full responsibility for this. Yeah, but that ain't going to happen. When we got in my room tonight, that ain't going to happen, okay? So. Unfortunately, my, my mouse has died, so she's on the screen, but it says Stephen Cron. And my, my trackpad has died, and I can't change the name. So let me apologize. Um, she probably likes that because that way she can remain anonymous. She can remain anonymous. So no. this is, I listen. I, listen. Let me, hang on a second. Let me let me. I need to I need to introduce this person. Okay, this is my wife, my partner. This is Mary Lou. Monday night, August fourteenth, we celebrated our forty seventh. Wedding anniversary, and uh, that's phenomenal. I think in and of itself, that qualifies. If you guys knew, (laughs) knew what she's put up with for forty-seven years, and uh, anyway, I uh, I love you. I thank you for putting up with me for all this time, and and this is not me. This is him. Okay, so keep that in mind. Right? (laughs) Do you need a glass of wine? No, thank you. (laughs) Listen. You have the ability to give us the perspective because we interview spouses. We tell people we want to talk to the spouse because the spouse has to understand what they're getting into, right? I don't feel that it is a moral position for me to feed into someone's desire to be un, uh, to be self-employed and not go to the the spouse and say do you understand what you're getting into right now but you have been the spouse of a self-employed person for 47 years right yes okay so i think your input is absolutely vital because you've lived it for 47 years you know the mind of the self-employed person. We're a little crazy. Should, should, sometimes, I, should I leave? Should I walk away? Sometimes that probably would be a good idea. I could be. just she I could, could sit have here a, and I could just leave. I could have a, a conversation with Mary Lou <clears throat> because the spouses need to understand 
what it's like being married to an entrepreneur because they're a little crazy, they're a little off. You know, they can they can bring you great wealth. They can bring you absolute nightmare. Right? He, he's it, rationalizing this. I'm trying with all this but greatness. Listen, you have an app. You have for all any any spouse that's listening to this podcast that has a person who desires to be self-employed, the spouse has to understand what that means, right? That's Is that true. fair? That, that's true. That's fair. It's fair, right? I guess it's fair. Keep it close uh, to your mouth. Close to your mouth. I guess it's fair. Uh, it is true that uh, that there is more give, I think, when you're married to an entrepreneur, um, you know, than there is a take on my part. Um, we're very fortunate that I've had the steady job, you know, during the time we were married, and that our benefits. Uh, like health insurance came from my job. <coughs> but, um, you know, Larry was the risk taker, and I am not. So it's been uh, a marriage of opposites in that way, at least. But I think we do have shared values, and we uh, both gave each other the room to do what we wanted to be happy. So... So, if you were if you were to give advice to a, the young, um, well, of any age, I guess, but the spouse of an entrepreneur, because we we are a different bunch. We are people who are not afraid of taking risks, and 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 I'm sure if my wife Karen was here to testify, she would say that. I have taken risks in our life that have been detrimental to her uh, because the entrepreneur can be very selfish. The entrepreneur can be with the, I mean, I feel like with the best of intentions, you know, because we want what's best of our, our family. And we always feel that like we can achieve if just give, give me the opportunity, give me the ball coach and I will go for the touchdown. So if you were to give advice to the spouse, male or female, of the entrepreneur, what would you tell them to help them keep their sanity while the entrepreneur is out trying to slay the dragon? <laughs> and, and I'm supposed to have the words, the words of wisdom hey, right he for said, this. He talks about how you're an English teacher, so you know you you got all the words. <laughs> um. Hey, hey, hey. If, if I were to uh, speak to um, a young spouse whose husband or wife is wanting to pursue a dream, I really would say let them go for it, have an agreed upon time, you know, a length of time that the dream's going to be pursued, and that at that end point, sit down and examine it and talk about what was viable, what's not. Because I've been through this with Larry, you know, how many times? <laughs> yeah. You know, there was dry cleaning. There was photography. Uh, along the way, there were other more minor uh, ventures. And then trucking. So, I mean, it hasn't happened just once. 
Uh, it never happens just once, no. Uh, and I, I think that sometimes the dream was more his than mine. I think with trucking, it's more equal than it has been on any of the other ventures. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't around for the dry cleaning. I've heard the stories. But it sounds to me from, from hearing it secondhand that, I mean, that was an all-encompassing your whole life. You know, you had a full-time job, and then you would spend evenings working in the dry cleaners. Like, did you, did you have to own that entrepreneurship as the spouse, even though you may not wanted have, to have owned that entrepreneurship? That was the venture I hated the most. Okay. Okay. And it is true that I worked all day. We had a son. I had two parents who were not in great health. And I was over there in the evening sewing on buttons and learning how to put shirts on a, you know, a steam press. I hated it. So that's one of the ones that, you know, it was not going to go on forever. There yeah. was, there was going to be a point where we sat down and we had an agreement about are we going to continue or are we not going to continue this business venture. And uh, thankfully, we sold it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm telling you the truth, I, I really disliked that. Photography, I didn't feel that way about. Trucking, I certainly don't feel that way about. But, um, you know... I come back to, we've gone down this road many times. and um, Now, I've, I've heard Larry's version so many times of the story where um, he, he was at Transport America and he saw the opportunity um, and wanted to go write that check to buy that truck. I'm, I've got to assume that you were not surprised when he calls and says, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go buy this truck. Because dot dot dot, there's this opportunity in trucking that's way beyond being a company driver. I didn't tell her for a while. <laughs> I'm not that's surprised. true. Um, but you couldn't have been shocked, right? I wasn't shocked, and and Larry's a good persuader, and he loves to talk, and he's a salesman. <laughs> so you know, I mean, we've been down that road right several times. So, no, I wasn't surprised. Um, he, he has a bigger vision than I have, but I'm not without vision. You know? Right. Okay. So, That's fair. Uh, yeah, he's had to talk me into it every time. I, I wish y'all could have been in the room when, when I realized... When I had that conversation with Larry on the phone after my big moment of of, of telling everybody that that I had screwed up and I realized that, you know, I was the problem, wasn't anybody else, and I had a five, literally a five-minute conversation. I was sitting in the parking lot at Speedway in Winfield, West Virginia, when we talked on the phone for the first time, and I went, okay, this guy's different. He's a businessman, Right. And then I had to, first I had to convince myself, right? I had to go do the math, and I went, okay, well, if if I did what for him, what I did in my own truck, here's here's what the outcome would be. And then I had to walk in and talk to Karen for the first time. 
and and I tried to get her to go to a meeting that she absolutely told me refused. She said, I'm not going to meet this guy. And I said, oh, you're going to get in the truck. If I have to drag you by your hair, you're getting in the truck, and we're going to go meet this Larry Long guy. I never felt like he was a charlatan. I felt like he was someone that was telling me the truth based on experience, right? That seemed to be the difference for me as an individual, that he, what he was telling me was based on experience. It wasn't some pie-in-the-sky horseshit, come work for me so I can benefit off of you. He was a real businessman. I have no idea where I was going with this because I've got way too much blue MF working through me. Um, but I just felt he was the real deal. That he wasn't going to sugarcoat. He wasn't going to lie to me. He wasn't going to try to coerce me. He was going to say, look, here's the opportunity. If you want the opportunity, here it is. And I went, yes, I want the opportunity. I, I remember that first meeting with you and Karen. Um, I think I met you together, I believe. No, no you, you met him at the truck show. The first meeting, yeah. I was just me. Yeah, at the, the first meeting, just Maryland, him. Okay. We met at the truck show for the yeah. first time. And, and I remember talking about you with Larry. Uh, and my initial impression was that guy is really smart, and I'm not trying to give you the big head, okay? Definitely, Please don't. He doesn't need that, okay? And I said, he is among the most honest people, the most genuine people I've ever met. I remember when I met you and Karen, it was at that restaurant. I mean, it was evident in every ounce of Karen's being that she did not want to be there. Oh, 100%. 100%. I tell you what she was looking for. She was looking for you to validate all of the things that she believed correctly. She believed correctly that I was full of shit, right? This was just another scam, another scheme, right? And she was looking for you to validate that. And I don't. And I think what you did was kind of validate the opposite. That 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 self-employment is valid. It's risky, but it's valid. Um, and you gave her a lot of peace because you didn't. You kind of didn't validate her fears. You went, okay, well. Yeah, there's risk involved, but this is a real thing, and people do this on a daily basis. People engage in business, and and, and you helped a ton. I mean, hell, you probably saved my marriage. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, and I also remember. I'm married her. today because of Larry, uh, because of Mary Lou Law. Y'all write that shit down. Well, another thing is that, and I remember specifically, you guys asked us. Larry, when you make a decision, do you involve Mary Lou? How does that, what does that look like? And I remember us talking about that. You know, that, well, you know, it may be my idea. It may be something I want to do, but I always had to get it to where she was on board. And that, that was how I, that's how I did things. I mean, she didn't always agree, but I think a lot of times she's trusted me. And she said, okay, well, let's, let's, let's try it. I don't think she always was sold. I think she trusted me. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, 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 I trusted you, but I think there were times when I would ask you the questions, <clears throat> and I wanted to know what, okay, so what's your answer? What's your solution for this? And if you didn't have one, then that was not something we needed to do. Right. You know, it was that simple. And uh, I don't feel like I was selling Karen or you. 
um, I, I thought I was just answering her questions and her and her concerns, and then whatever the decision was that y'all made was your decision. Yeah. But I'm glad y'all made the decision to, to, 100%. <laughs> to do what you did, you know. 100%. But, uh, yes, I do remember that meeting very well. And I, I thought too. Karen, <laughs> you know, she just... She, she had, had been reason, hurt. She, she had every reason to believe that this was the opposite of what it was. Right, yeah. I, I, I just saw her as someone who had a ton of questions and had been hurt and did not want to be hurt again. Right. That was really what I saw. Absolutely reasonable. I, I think in all honesty, Chris, she had probably lost confidence in you a little bit this time. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You know, With and, good reason. And, and she was looking for Mary Lou for validation of what if I was the real deal or mm-hmm. not. Now, I remember Karen's mother saying, what are you going to do when Larry Long goes away? Yeah. What happens if Larry Long's not what Larry Long is? I remember yeah. you saying that. Oh, yeah. And so I think that whole meeting was about, is this real or is this bullshit? Mm-hmm. You know. And Mary Lou probably was probably more of a authenticator than I was. Oh, because yeah. Because you've got to get around the, quote, salesman and talk to, you know, the person that had nothing to gain. Yeah. Because, and that and that's, again, to circle back, that's why we bring the spouse into the conversation exactly. Exactly. of the interview. Because you're, you cannot be in, in business and your family not also be in business. This is just, it, it, it brings you all in. And if you, if you try to hide this from your spouse, if you try to exclude this from your spouse, you're going to fail, right? And it's one of the many reasons that the 95% failure rate is what it is because the entrepreneur is a little bit crazy, is a little bit mentally unstable because you have to be to get where we are, Right. But if you don't bring the spouse in, if you think for a second that you're going to do this without involving your spouse, you're going to fail. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, look, look. I would, I would have not accomplished anything I've accomplished if if Mary Lee wasn't the supporting partner that she was. She didn't always agree with it. Right. There were times when she questioned, it, but she let me do it. We had the advantage of her, her um, income and stability, probably. Stability, that's the word I'm looking for. You know, and and so, and I've said this before, you know, that's a tool in my toolbox, huge tool, but I took advantage of that. You know, I I realized, and I've told everybody here, if you have a, a supporting partner, you have a huge advantage. 100%. 100%. A huge advantage. And if you don't nurture that, if you don't get that going on, you're giving away probably the biggest trump card that you have that you can use to help you overcome the odds that are against you. And uh, listen, I would not be anywhere where I was today. I know you. we told you two minutes. We're way past that. Yes. I love you. I thank you for being here. <laughs> Listen, he's, we all he's the one that did this, not me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we wish to, can we still sleep in the same bed tonight? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, can I leave now? Yes, yes ma'am. I, listen, I thank you. 
for coming on and validating this podcast and making it what it is. Thank you. Because you are the absolute support system that he needs to make this happen. So Absolutely. thank you for being here. No question. Thank you for doing this. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Mary Lou Long. Listen, I, 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 I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I'm going to tell you something. You know, I'm smart enough to know that it's if I get enough people in my tribe that's smarter than me, it doesn't do anything but help me. So I've got that person, I've got this person, I've got these people out here. Let me tell you something. That, that makes me look really, really smart. But the only thing that made me smart was that I was smart enough to realize to surround myself with people that were smarter than me. And uh, I thank all of you for, for, for doing that. So thank you, Mary. I appreciate um, you. I need... Here's what I need you to do. Because the internet is asking for Amber Cunningham. They're screaming. They're chanting. They are. They Amber. Are. Amber. 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 But what I need you to do is I need you to fill some time for about three and a half minutes so I can go to the bathroom. Okay? So if you'll fill time for about three minutes. Are you asking Amber to fill time? No, I'm asking you to fill Me. time. Okay, with Amber? No, just fill time for about three minutes. And then, and then, ladies and gentlemen well, of the me, internet. Let me get a, let me get a guess. I can't fill time for three minutes. Amber Cunningham, fiance of Richie Matthews. Let me get in a the guess. house. Okay. She, because she's coming up next. Okay. But if I don't go to the bathroom, some really bad things well, are going to happen. Well, let me do this. Let me get Chase Bryant. Okay. From the DPF. Could y'all get Chase right there? Chase. Yeah, go get Chase. <laughs> let me do this, and then we'll bring Amber up, okay? All right. And I'll do Chase. So right I'm going to bring right? Chase Bryant up. <clears throat> I'm going to bring Chase Bryant up, and then I'm going to Did you ever get it where we can change your name? Yeah, I got that fixed. But if I don't sneak off to the bathroom, some really, really do you bad know, things. Do you, know how, do, you know, do you know how it feels when you really, really, really go to the bathroom really, really bad? I'm talking to you. Do you know how it feels when you really, really, really go to the bathroom? Really? <laughs> is, he, is he done? All right. Is Chase on? All right. This is Chase Bryant. I, listen, I was flabbergasted to find out that there is a DPF Alternatives franchise in Hurricane, West Virginia. I get. Are you really in Milton, or where? where technically, where are you? I need a microphone, Chase. Stand by. I need a microphone. Thank you. Real, real close to this, okay? So, Very are you, good. Are you in Hurricane? Are you we in are Milton? in Milton. Milton, I thought so. Yes. Okay. Which is about, what, five miles from Hurricane? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, everybody, this is Chase Bryant. Um, we met Chase a couple years ago. Um, and, and we have we we have connections. I don't know if you remember or not, but I have a really really good friend that used to work for the company you used to work for. Right, Snap On Tools. 
No, no, no. Oh, Philip no, Morris. No, no, no. Philip Morris. Yeah. You took his round after he returned. He's a photographer. He he left Philip Morris and became a full-time photographer. Right. You took his route. Right. He knows you. I don't know if you know him, but I'll ask him about you. He, but uh, anyway, and then you were Snap-on Tools yes, distributor. Sir. Yeah, I was with uh, Snap-on for 18 years, and that's how I came into Snap or uh, uh, DPF, DPF Alternatives. Right. Because of my diagnostic background with right. with Snap-on Tools. Take a few minutes and tell everybody what DPF Alternatives is. Well, DPF Alternatives is an after-treatment um, process that we can Close clean treatment. that we can clean DPF. Um, and after-treatment systems. Right. So we we can uh, do anything on-road, off-road that is diesel emission uh, regulated by the government. Right. Uh, so we are a nationwide franchise. There's roughly a hundred franchises nationwide. Okay. And I think the the thing that uh, the customers really like about DPF Alternatives is that we offer a one-year cleaning guarantee when you. Um, uh, use our stage four process, okay. and, and our stage four process is basically getting that filter, that DPF filter, back to 99% of OEM spec. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, with that service, we also um, clean um, and restore the DOC, the diesel oxidation catalyst, in front of the DPF. Right. And uh, we offer uh, a 24 to 48 hour turnaround. So right. your drivers, um, when they plan for the service, um, can plan for a limited amount of shutdown gotcha. and uh, be able to maximize their time and their profitability. Now, to be clear, you don't work on vehicles. You you have to have the product brought, uh, the, the item brought to you, and you you service that item, not not necessarily you don't take it out of the truck, right? Some some DPF alternatives locations are um, actually um, have technicians and, and do the R and R. Right. Um, my location, we we offer pickup and delivery. I got you. So got we you. we uh, we handle the whole state of West Virginia, um, southeastern Kentucky. Okay. And, and Southeast Ohio. Great. Now, you also have the ability to do some repairs, as I understand, I may be wrong, on like one boxes and things. You don't have to necessarily replace them. You can go in and do some repairs for them? Yes, sir. Um, so, um, some manufacturers require you to replace a DPF filter if the sensor port is right. damaged. Right. Well, we can repair the sensor port for a fraction of the cost. You don't have to replace the, the DPF. We also offer uh, ReCore, and uh, some locations offer NuCore. So that's basically uh, pressing out the substrate and pressing in brand new substrate in the OEM can. Gotcha. So um, we limit the amount of downtime, um, and I think our customers really like the value that we bring to them um, by being able to save them money. Sure, absolutely. So what is it, and you don't have to get specifics, but a one box costs $15,000? Yeah, they've, they've come down a little bit. They're probably around 11000 to, to be able to what, be installed. What can you fix one of those for, typically? Well, we uh, we service them for as little as um, eight or $900. Wow. Yeah, and that's both filters. Wow. Really? Yeah, so we can clean the, the DPF filters for that. If it's more intensive, uh, we, we can also service the entire one box right, with right. our process. Um, takes a little bit more time um, right. and a little bit more money, but you know the the key to it. And I know everybody kind of has a bad feeling about 
the diesel after treatment system and DPFs and sure. DEF and all of that. But uh, really, the key to it is maintenance. Absolutely. And when you maintain that DPF filter, it's really it's really designed to last a lifetime of the vehicle. Okay. And we've restored filters that were that had over a million miles on them. Um, but when you maintain that system, it's not going to cost any more than maybe right. changing windshield wiper blades right. on right. that vehicle for the lifetime. Now, Freightliner is the only one that has a one box, right? So the no. other brands have different things. I mean, they yeah. have the DOC and then, the, you know. Yeah, Volvo Mac has a one box and Caterpillar has a one box. They now do. Too. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, and, you know, we're obviously Freightliner because I don't know a lot about the other brands, but. I, so um, can I jump in? I have sure. a question. I, thought, I, I didn't know you were here. Well, I'm back. Sorry. Uh, I'm much relieved. Uh, sounds good. Like it. Um, I'm always interested in someone's origin story and how you ended up uh, because I'm I'm struggling to remember remember right now for obvious reasons um, how you ended up as the DPF alternatives guy. Uh, but the origin story. Uh, did y'all cover this while I was? Well, just a little bit, not a lot. But go ahead. But how do you end up being the DPF alternatives guy? How do you see this opportunity in the market? Because to me, it seems like a huge opportunity. Like we're having massive problems serving customers, which is the goal, right? Serving customers in this market with these trucks, um, and no one has the answers, and it. It seems to me, from my perspective, that the answer to being able to continue serving customers with these emissions trucks is that preventative maintenance that you're talking about. But how did you end up here? Well, I have a background with Snap-on Tools, and I started with a, in Snap-on as a franchisee. So I was just like everybody here. I, I drove around in a truck and, and I sold tools to customers um, in the okay. state of West Virginia, down south in Logan. Um, then I became a, uh, uh, well, I, I went up in, in, the, in the program with Snap-on and, and I became the regional diagnostic manager for Great Lakes. And I knew just with that background that drivers like you said, Chris, are, are having a heck of a time trying to maintain the diesel after treatment system. Yeah. So when when I uh, when I was uh, actually working with Snap-on, I went and, and saw a customer, and he was uh, a DPF alternatives location in uh, Maumee, uh, Maumee, Ohio, right outside of Toledo. His name is Ron Pittman, so shout out to Ron Pittman. Um, the guy's a rock star, and he, he kind of introduced me to DPF Alternatives. And he used to be a diesel shop, um, working on um, big rigs, had technicians, uh, the whole nine yards. And um, he found D DPF Alternatives with a, a problem vehicle, and now he just is a DPF Alternatives location, and he still works on vehicles. Like uh, Larry, you said some some customers, you know, bring their their rig to the to the shop. He he still does that, but uh, just like me too, he goes out and picks up and delivers, and has a has a, a pretty uh, fantastic shop up there in Ohio. So he turned me on to it. And I got to uh, meet the VP, um, very interested with my Snap-on franchise background. And I like being a part of something bigger than me and, and having the support of, um, you know, the founder, the yeah. VP, and all of the other franchises nationwide. Everybody is uh, 
uh, very helpful. We have a we have a great um, way of sharing and learning, and the support that DPF Alternatives brings has been a good fit for me. And uh, we're growing like crazy in West Virginia, and we're just happy to to be able to be here with the, the lunatics. We've talked so much about 08 to 15 being the no-go zone, you know, that stay away from trucks that are 08 to 15 because it seems like in 15 or 16, the OEMs finally got a, a handle on this emission system and making it to where it was, a, a, it was viable or it was maintainable. Um, but as a person who believes 100% in the free market, I always knew that the answer was outside the state. The state was not going to fix its problem. It was going to be the free market stepping up saying, okay, well, here is this mandated technology that nobody wanted. <laughs> nobody wanted this technology. Nobody wanted DPFs. Nobody wanted SCR. Uh, but, but the free market identified a problem and said, okay, here's a problem. How do we fix it? Because if you can't enter into business and understand that your primary concern is solving someone else's problem, you're not going to survive. You have to be single-minded against solving someone else's problem. So DPF Alternatives, Diesel Force Cleaning, all of these people, Pittsburgh Power, have all been <coughs> excuse me, engaged in the market in the free market without coercion, without force of saying, here's a problem created. It doesn't matter who created it. We have to solve this problem. And that's what you guys have done. You have solved a problem that we couldn't solve. Uh, is it fair to say we couldn't solve it through the OEMs? We had to solve it outside the market? I, I think the OEMs, uh, with the help of the free market, have, have found that you can you can actually get power and efficiency and longevity out of the diesel after treatment system that we never had before. Right. Um, but you, you, I know Chris, you're maintenance-minded, and and if you maintain these vehicles um, and treat the diesel after treatment system just like you treat your tires right. or your windshield wiper fluid. Um, it's going to serve you a long time, and you're going to get the power and efficiency and, and stay productive all the time. Yeah. I really believe that. But, yeah, um, folks like Pittsburgh Power, um, they figured out how to get the power out of, out of diesels, even with the restriction that the uh, government-mandated um, emission system has put on that, on that, on that you know, diesel engine. And, have, uh, and the restriction on the turbos and all of that. I've, I've spent, my daughter, is, my oldest child is 17. So I've spent the last 17 years trying to get her to think, you know, and try to get her to, to understand that, that problems need solved. And it's going to be people that identify those problems and solve those problems that are going to be the ones that are successful. Yep. And you guys have clearly done that because I know I can count on you um, when I have, if I bring an emissions truck, 2007 and newer, um, into my fleet, I know that that part of that of that preparation process, part of that refurbishment, is going to be counting on diesel, uh, particular diesel 
DPF alternatives. Sorry, I've got way too much alcohol in mind. <laughs> let me just go ahead and issue a blanket apology for everyone. DPF alternatives and diesel force cleaning and Pittsburgh power. Now, but I do want to ask you this question because we tell people 08 to 15 is a no-go. Do you agree with that statement? Not necessarily. Okay. I, I haven't met a, a DPF filter that I haven't liked. Um, okay. Um, you know, you're talking about you're talking about you know DPF alternatives and and all of that. I think I can speak for just about all DPF alternatives locations. We love what we do, and we do it uniquely. So we try to help the customer, no matter what year, make and model that they have to get the most out of that out of that diesel particulate filter and the after treatment system and and we're going to find a way to help you um, get the most out of it and uh, and and the longevity is real important to us too so we want to make sure that that you're covered and it doesn't matter if you have a service in West Virginia and you travel to Las Vegas um, our one-year guarantee works at any location and if you're using Pittsburgh Power the max mileage you get a lifetime guarantee on the cleaning of that DPF filter. Let's say that one more time. Yeah. If you are using the Pittsburgh Power Fuelborne Catalyst, you receive a lifetime 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 warranty on your cleaning of your diesel particulate filter. If you are using the diesel that's huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's incredible. Um, you know, we we cannot do anything about. Uh, I know we think we can, but we cannot do anything about the regulatory apparatus. We just can't. I know how much you think you want to, but you just can't. So the only option that you have in the free market is to look around and say, okay, well, who's going to help me? And it's people like Chase and it's people like Pittsburgh Power. They're going to help you weather the storm that was created, not of your own making. It was the state regulatory apparatus that created this problem, a problem that did not exist before they created this problem. They created it. Now we have to fix it. And the we that I'm talking about is the free market. So it, And it goes back to what we've said so many times. You have to educate yourself. You have to become the expert. You have to understand suspensions so that you can do what Rocky does. Or at least understand what Rocky provides for you. You have to understand your fuel system. You have to understand your cooling system. You have to understand your emissions system. And it's not something that you can let others uh, make you believe that's too complicated for you. You are going to have, if you're going to be an owner-operator... In the year 2023, you're going to have to decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to have to be the expert. I'm going to have to understand these emission systems, and I'm going to have to find other people that uh, that understand these emission systems, and they're not necessarily going to have a certification. All right. They're, they're going to be people that can say, I can solve your problem if you'll trust me. Uh, and, 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 I, and I can testify today... Uh, on whatever day of August it is in 2023, because I'm, I'm, it's possible that I could be a little too drunk to recognize the day of the week. But in August of 23, I can tell you that you can trust Chase Bryant and DPF Alternatives, and you can trust Pittsburgh Power to give you the information you need to make the decision. 
because you have you can't get away from you cannot absolve yourself of responsibility if you're an owner operator if you choose a 2013 or 14 or 15 or 16 truck it's your responsibility alone to make sure that you find people that you can trust like chase like pittsburgh power that can lead you in the direction that you need to go because if you can't serve customers, if you can't deliver loads, you're not going to make any money. And you're going to have to you're going to have to trust yourself to make the right decisions, to trust people like Chase to make those good decisions based on their experience alone. I should stop talking. Now. I'm going to stop talking. Now. <laughs> so Chase um the um, I forgot my question. I'm completely unsurprised by that fact. <laughs> how 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 did you already live in Milton? Is that how do you get a DPF Alternative franchise in Milton? Well, um, when I approached DPF Alternatives, I was looking for the area that they had that they yeah. had available, and they actually had West Virginia available. And you lived here already? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I was a graduate of Milton High School back when they were the Greyhounds. Really? Yeah, yeah. Now it's Cabell Midland High School. Interesting. So wow. we, when we found you and we heard about DPF Alternatives, I'm thinking, well, we got to go to Columbus. Or we- hey, that's a great story, by the way, because we were at the truck show in 22. Oh, that's right. That's, that's and cool. I, we were in the Pittsburgh Power booth. Yeah, yeah. And I told, I, they, I said to someone, it was, I guess, an all. He was someone working with us. I'm like, well, man, I heard about these guys in Milton. And they're like, hey, that's us. And he was literally standing beside right, right me. Next, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right next yeah. to you. And he goes, hey, I'm that guy. And I'm I like, really? You're the guy in Milton. And <laughs> and so the relationship was born from there. Could yeah. not believe it. Could not believe it. Well, Which we is- really appreciate the business. I can't wait to talk to all the drivers on Sunday. Uh, we got some giveaways and some good information and education. Get some nice... He's got some nice things we're going to have uh, some drawings for. So, Chase, thank you for supporting us. Thank you. Appreciate thank you, you being for the here. Business. And uh, we very value, value your partnership. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, sir. Me yeah. too. Me too. Thank you. Thank okay. you, Chase. So is, uh, how about Ken and Marianne Best? Are they here? Oh. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you that the Internet has been screaming for Amber Cunningham. That's true. So help me line up Ken and Marianne Best. And then we'll get Amber, Amber here right now. <coughs> Ken, Ken and Mary. I'll, they can stand Stand by. Stand by. All right. Where's Amber? Amber, she outside. Are we going Amber next? Go get Amber. I've been working on this for eight years. Is this exciting or what, Chris? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm having the time of my life. I understand. But I need Amber. Yeah, everybody Amber. wants Amber. Amber. I know she don't want to be here, but Amber Cunningham. You're pissing needs to off be the all of the women in our company. Listen, you know that, right? All I'm doing is, is giving the internet what they've asked for. Yeah, right. You're playing. And I don't care if you, you are never going to ever against her. Will. Listen, you have you have. You have ruined your reputation with Mary Lou for the rest of your life. Okay. Listen, I'm going to tell you that that's, I took a picture of that, the her on this podcast, and I'm, I'm tempted to send it to your son and just say, you realize your mother was just on the internet. 
<laughs> because it was gold. You it was probably the best content the internet has ever seen. That Mary Lou Long <laughs> was on this. There she is. I see her she's coming a, through the door. Amber. 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 It's time. It's time for Amber Cunningham. It's time for Amber to be in the hot seat. Here she comes. Go ahead and turn on that microphone and turn on that camera. Because it's like, give, give me a chance to say what I want to say. To come to the microphone and tell us what it's like this to is, be the fiance of one Richie Matthews. You probably ought to walk outside just so we can. Just so we can be sure that we get that the whole truth. You know, I've heard, I've heard the, about what Amber is it? The truth, the whole truth, and, and nothing, nothing but, but the, the truth. truth. <laughs> yeah, he probably needs to leave. So, I've heard about Amber Cunningham for about a year now, right? Is that about how it is? You know, and yeah. I'm thinking about you know, I know Richie. You know, and I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, first of all, and I knew it had to be special because. He's just the ultimate bachelor, right? I mean, oh, for somebody, 100%. for somebody to be able to get him out of that status, I knew it had to be special. I had no idea it was as special as you are. Oh, thank you. So, hold yourself close to your mouth. Yeah. So, you keep that number one, right up number on one, congratulations way. on your upcoming. Do you all have a date set yet, or? So it'll probably be after midwife school, which is probably about three, three and a half years, um, and then oh, we'll set a date there. Okay. Yeah. Hey, can so, you? Can you imagine just for a moment that Richie was the one that decided to be the midwife and not Amber? I know. And the first thing he said as soon as I said I wanted to be a midwife when we got together was, oh, I get two wives. And I had to look at him like, did he really just say that? He did. I'm sure he did. He did. I, I'm absolutely sure he did. So, listen, we love Richie. You, you have no idea what, what we think about Richie. And if Richie loves you as much as he obviously does, we have to love you too. Of so, course. welcome to our family. Well, and right. it's been fun will, over the last couple of days to watch you, you know, be pretty much in charge, yeah, you know, absolutely. of how things of how things Listen, go. Listen, she's been the best help I've had all week. Oh, 100%. she's an incredible helper. You know, and we will get you some some women appropriate gear, okay? I will make that. Yeah, I'll fix that. Perfect. So, uh, but but like, just like we asked Mary Lou Okay, you you've been you you and Richie have been together just about the entire time that he's been with Blue Ribbon. Um, did, was it a stretch for you to really understand what this self-employment thing meant? Um, yeah, because it was more of like an eye-opening experience. Um, you know, at first he was over the road when we met, and. Um, you know, he was gone for like a month, month and a half. And then periodically he got, you know, his truck would break down to where he would be gone for six months at a time. And, you know, a new relationship, that's a that's a huge thing to really, you know. Was that why he was in Covenant? Or, or no, that was, was when he was here, when I he was having bad. those I truck feel bad issues. Now. We made him be away from her for six months at a time. Did we make you do that? No, or did you he choose made, to do that? He made a choice. It was he his made a choice. choice. Now I question his judgment now. <laughs> He's not as smart as I thought he was. <laughs> well, the truck was constantly breaking down, and I know that he had to, you know, stay out for his business. And yeah, you know, we have yeah. to all make sacrifices, especially being with a truck driver. It's not always that easy. Sure. Um, so, I mean. The time that he's gone, I do miss him a lot, but also when he comes home, it just makes it more special, 
and we get to hang out a little bit more and, you know, go out and do fun stuff and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, ultimate sacrifices. And, you know, he told me what I was getting into when we started dating. And, you know, it's just something that we have to put aside for the business. And, you know, he did the same thing for me. I was working at a call center, a supervisor, three, like 35 agents at a time. And I hated my job. Yeah. And I looked at him and I was so unhappy. And I said, baby, I, I just can't do it anymore. And he talked me into quitting my job and starting to go to school for midwife. And that's ultimately what happened. And now we're kind of working together and I'm pretty soon going to have a business as soon as I finish school. And he's going to have to be beside me for that as well. Have you watched him grow as an individual? Absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't, isn't it amazing? It is. And it's just, just, you know, the thing, and he's, so, I mean, I'm, I'm so endeared. I mean, he's so endeared to me. You know, I just, I feel like, you know, I just feel like we have had a guy here that we can, we can ch literally change his life. Right. You know, because he trusted in us and he, let, you know, he, he allowed us to coach him. But he's 24, 25 years old, right? 26. 26. Do you know, I mean, he has 40 years to invest and let the magic of compound interest. And the, the, do you know what the rule of 72 is? Have I explained that to you? Whatever, whatever the Whatever the return rate you get on your money, divided by 72, that's how many years it takes for it to double. So you, if he, just think about how many times that money will double in the next 40 years. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it, to me, that's so, I mean, I just can't express to you how important that is for for you guys to understand that and take advantage of your age because it's easy. Most people just kick the can down the road. Right. I got plenty of time. I'll deal with that later. And then we have guys that are 55 and 60 and 62 and 65 come here and go, you know what? I've kicked the can down the road all my life and now I have nothing. Can you fix it for me? Right. No. No. What it takes him monthly or weekly to have millions of dollars, they have to have thousands of dollars a week to do that. If you understand what the time value of money is and the advantage that you have, you know, you guys have to take advantage. And I know you will. I know you will. But I use Richie as an example because we don't always get guys. That we, we had a couple of other people in the program that were his age, and they just kicked the can down the road. You know? Yeah. He has not. Yeah. He sees it, you know, and that's what makes me love him so much. So. Right. I always say that Richie is uh, an old soul in a young man's body. That's a good thing. So, 100 yeah. 100%. 100%. You don't find guys his age that are as mature as he is. Right. You know? And, and it took time. Like, I'm, I'm not sure. going to, I'm not going to, you know, oh, bullshit or anything like that. But no, it took time for him to get out of covenant. And he was hating being a senior trainer. Um, you know, and he's grown a lot. And sure. I knew him. I didn't know him when he was in Covenant, but I knew him when he first started over here. And even seeing the time, what, three and a half years, almost three years that we've been together, and he's just grown yeah. into the perfect Isn't human Isn't it exciting that he's getting ready to own his own truck? Oh, yeah. Is that not exciting? Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> I know he's proud. I'm proud of it, you know. And he, listen, he's, you know, Seth was our original poster boy, but now since Seth has moved on, Rich is Rich is now our poster boy. <laughs> you know, he's our example of what can be, what can happen, and uh, and I know that you have a lot to do with. I know we influence him a lot, but nothing like you do. Yeah. And first of all, 
I want to thank you for being that support network for him because it's hard to be. You know, I'm sure he relates to you and tells you how things. You know, there's times I know that he's been discouraged. And like you told me before, hey, Richie, remember what we're doing. Yeah. Remember what's really behind all this. Yeah. Because you know? trucking is really not what this is about. Right. You know, that's just the that's just the tool. That's the method that we use. That's the that's the that's the the, 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 the actual device that we use to make this happen. But that's not what we do. Right. You know. And Richie's going to be in a situation pretty soon where he's going to have multiple trucks and multiple drivers, and he's going to have to motivate. Yeah. You know, and and, and and cultivate these kinds of relationships, which I know he can do. You know, so. Yeah. Well, Amber, we certainly appreciate you being the support system Richie needs in this time. Somebody commented, Chris, are you crying? Listen, I'll go to squalling in a minute. <laughs> okay. I've, I've always been an incredibly emotional person. Especially when I've had two of these. By the way, Amber is an enabler. <laughs> okay, because she's fed me two of these so far. I have probably, no idea what you're talking about. Probably not the best life decision that you could ever that you could ever make. Uh, Amber, we, we really, really appreciate you being here. I know you had to sacrifice to do this, but uh, I know Richie appreciates it. I know it means a lot to him, and it means a lot to us for you to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay? thank you for having me. Enjoy really your weekend, it. okay? Of course. Thank All you, right. guys. Thank you very much. Richie, you're the man. You're the man. All right. I need, I need Ken and Marianne Davis. Uh, oh. uh, best. Ken and Marianne Best. Okay? All right. Oh. I've had too many of those blue drinks, y'all. Well, slow down, bitch. All right? <laughs> Who who brought this? This is the Canadian equivalent of Blanton's. Who brought this? Who brought this? You got to find out who that is, okay? That's huge. I this is All right. Ken and Marianne Best. Carrie. B-E-S-T. Is that correct? Ken. Ken and Marianne. Marianne's a two-word name like Mary Lou. Okay. Okay. And you don't call her Mary. Her name is Marianne. When somebody says Mary, my wife doesn't even answer. It's Mary Lou, right? So. Close to your mouth, okay? Coast your mouth, you'll have to share, okay? So I, I wanted you guys to come up because, you know, I'm, I'm blown away. And as I already said earlier, the commonality here is the podcast, okay? You found us on the podcast, no question about it. Okay. So I wanted you to just talk about what, what possesses you to drive from New Mexico. Is that what I understand? And give up whatever you gave up to be here this weekend. I don't not listen. I don't want you to flatter me. That's not what I want you to talk about. Why? What? What is? What are you looking for? And what is it we're delivering, or we hope you de- we deliver to you that would make you make that commitment to do that? Right on. All right. Yeah. Because we want to be entrepreneurs and always have. All right. And um, there's not a lot of, uh, you know. It, that, it's a very specialized skill, entrepreneurship, right? And um, there are books out there about it. Um, 
you know, there, there's a lot. There's some. There's a lot of garbage about entrepreneurship that you can read, um, but you guys are actually proving that it can be done, right? And it's it's a skill. It's a it's a complex skill, and you have to. We want to acquire it, and that's what we're doing here, right? I uh, I sent on a questionnaire to everybody because you know we have a lot of different people here from different backgrounds. We've got Landstar BCOs. We got owner off. I mean, we had lots of company drivers. Yours was very intriguing because you sent me back like more of a resume, you know, and it's like, you know, we could do this, but let's explain what we really did. And I'm not going to divulge all that because I, I know it's not. I told you I wouldn't. But, you know, it, it really got my attention. You know, first of all, again, I can't express enough to you guys how flattered I am that, that I, we and, and, and what we do has that much uh, impact on somebody that lives in thousands of miles away. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that, number one. Uh, number two, I just, I, I, I'm totally humbled by it. I'll, I'll never, ever, ever get comfortable with that. Um, but reading that, I mean, it, it just, sometimes I tell Chris, you know, this might be my last, you know, thing or this you know what we're doing is you know i mean and then i read your thing and i go you know what if, 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 if it's that if what we're doing is that important to people yeah uh, it just gives me the, the motivation to to just keep doing it. i don't know if that makes any sense to you but it, it's it's it, I'm, i'll be 70 in a couple of months okay and um and i you know i'm I don't have to do this anymore. I mean, I, I, what what makes me continue doing this? So are stories like yours. Yeah. You know that if if I can, I've, I've been blessed. You know, with with success, and if I can share any of that for somebody else to be able to pick up on it and use it, it's just first of all, I feel like it's my obligation because you know when you're when you're given these kinds of gifts, it's your obligation to share them. Um, you know, Chris is a huge example but um it just it i just wanted to recognize you guys for the sacrifice that you've made for being here this weekend and how important it is for me that you guys have done this i can't thank you well larry you know we wanted to let you know that when we listen to both of you guys um what we think about is kind of the geometric effect of what you're doing long after you and i and marianne are gone it's going to be affecting our children and their children and their children and all of the people here, right? right. Their success that they may or may not have had right. is going to affect them and all of the people they meet and all the people they yeah. help. And it just branches out like just like a geometric function, right? You know, it's amazing. When you get to be 70, you start thinking about the legacy, you know? And, you know, there's a... Is that, what, eight, 8 billion people on the earth, you know? Is that, am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, they say it's going to be declining over time, but yeah. <laughs> but you, you think, and, and, and again, this goes back to this humbling thing. That, and I, look, I'm, I'm weird. I, I give it that, okay? I'm not, I'm not normal. But you start thinking about, well, you, you, I've, got, I've got my child and I've got my grandchildren. But you think about, well, maybe I left a mark. That somebody else could could benefit from. Yeah. And um, and then they pass it on and they pass it on. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, you started in '77. 
I was six years old in 77. I approached my Cub Scout den mother, right? And I said, right. I want to start my own business, right? Right. But I didn't have a grandfather like you. I didn't have somebody there to guide right. me. Right. My right. sister and I went out and started a leather. We got we went to Tandy Leather and right. we were making keychains. Right. We, we went down to the uh, we went down to the swap meet and we we got ourselves a space and everything. Right. We ended up smack dab next to this guy who had about eight spaces and the most beautiful leather work you've ever seen in your right. life. Right. So we learned a hard lesson that day about you know about business <laughs> right <laughs> but we kept on trucking after that right. and and now we're hoping to start our own business in this and then move on to what we're going to you know your your story is interesting to me and it also is intriguing you know i mean i got in trucking totally back you know you've heard the story sure yeah it, it was just out of boredom and, you know, i'm like i gotta do something i remember my wife you met mary Lou. She yeah like, you, you, you gotta go do something you gotta get yeah. her on here was she on here she earlier on, yeah, okay good i can't wait to watch so but she's like, look, you, you got to get, you got to do something. Okay, you're killing me. Yeah. So this trucking thing was just a total accident. I mean, I talk about that maybe the, um, maybe there was a seed planted because our son's initials are CDL. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you mentioned that, so that yeah. And then uh, there's a little story about Larry Long trucking. There's a guy in Kentucky that was a, you know, and and I don't know if you remember this, but I was on our honeymoon. <laughs> And I get back from honeymoon. We have this big stack of return checks in the mail slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's from this Larry Long. This is long, long before computerized banking. My bank had deposited a ten thousand dollar check from Larry Long Trucking into my account, personal account, long before trucking. Right and on. it bounced, and so they hit my account for ten grand. It bounced every check I wrote for the wedding. Now I walk in the door with my new bride, and she said, "That's that's the first impression you get from me." There's all these return checks. We got to go talk to her about that. Exactly. Where is she? So, so I mean, would you possibly believe that in like 39 years later, 30 years later, that I would move across paths again with Larry Long and Larry Long Trucking? I mean, it's it's like it, it's just like it's just too it's too real. It makes you true. wonder, right? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, and I know that you guys kind of have gotten in trucking, kind of like unexpectedly. Yeah, actually, our son got us into it. He he's a Jedi when it comes to trucking. He can right. he can move anything, big equipment. He wants to get a low boy and right. uh, just go on his own. Right. Yeah. Now, so now, Marion, you have your CDL, right? You guys are team. Yes. Yeah. So how what what did you do before trucking? Oh, we used to have. Um, a home, it's kind of like a home care for veteran. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the uh, veterans administration, they call, they have a medical foster home uh, right, program. Right, right. So they would send a veteran to us, and you know, take care of them. Right. And right. Um, you know, that's what I did before that. And the yeah. pandemic ended that, right? Was that yeah. What happened? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So how, how how do you like trucking? I mean, what what's your? Oh, I I I think I I liked it now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, you just. Seeing you know different places, you can't really go to you know to stop at you know places right. there where you right. wanted to, but right. you get to see you know different states. It's like I've seen the you know states all over the U.S., sure. so it's like it's sure. nice. You know, if I haven't been tracking, I would I don't think I would have time to actually gotcha. do that. Yeah. Ken, did you get your CDL first, and then Marianne got hers? Uh, we went to school together. We went together. Mm -hmm. So you were a team from the start. Yeah, we did the Swift program. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, we actually got uh, basically a, a scholarship because I was a nurse, 
okay. then she was the spouse. Right. And so um, they paid for our school. All we had to do was give them 100,000 miles. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, we were yeah, on our way. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are you doing right right now? I mean, what is your? Are you still working for a company right now? Yeah, we're driving for a FedEx contractor, Albuquerque to Denver and back. Okay. Just out and back, right? Is it a FedEx ground or FedEx freight, or what is it? It's a FedEx ground. Okay. Yeah. So you're working yeah, we're pulling we're pulling pups doubles. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, we wanted to talk to you about that actually, you know, because okay. <laughs> we know these guys. Yeah, they. Yeah, yeah. There's a skill to that too, right? They get a truck, couple of trucks together, and they sure. manage the drivers. Well, that's Kevin Rutherford's deal. He owned he owned all the routes down in Orlando to somewhere in Georgia. You know, yeah. so that was his gig. I mean, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen. Thanks for being here. Thanks for making the sacrifice to be here. I'm flattered. It was not a sacrifice. We enjoyed the drive, and we are looking forward to learning a lot. Well, I hope we don't disappoint you, but. Anyway, I, I, uh, I, I'm really, 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 you know, happy that you guys could come. So. Right on. Hey, if you want to thank us, give Chris a week off. He looks very sad and tired, and I think he needs a hug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we love him, too, he's, man. We really appreciate just, everything. He's drunk. Don't worry about him. <laughs> All right. Thanks thank, a ton, Thank bud. you, guys. We'll see you tomorrow, okay? Right thank on. you. Okay. Thank you, Marianne. Uh-huh. Well, it's been two hours and 33 minutes, and it's certainly time to probably bring this, uh, this to a close. Uh, okay. Because well, I'm probably going to wake up in the morning and really regret a lot of the life decisions that I've made in the last <laughs> two hours. Well, so, we have a lot more people here that we get getting to talk to, but, you know, I, that's how it works. So Yeah. Anyway, if you're not here, you should be here. If there is another one of these next year, you need to be here because we're having a ball. And these people are going to have a great weekend. We're going to learn a lot from everybody. We're going to teach each other. We're going to share. We're going to network. We're going to socialize. And it's, um, it's it, it, again, it, it, it's a culmination of what we love doing here, and that's sharing our knowledge and giving people a chance to, uh, to take care of this, to take advantage of this huge opportunity that there is in, 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 in trucking and in entrepreneurship. And, and listen, it, it's not about the rates. It's not about the brokers, okay? That's, just, nope. that's a distraction, all right? Yep. So um, thank you, guys. Appreciate I mean, everybody here is here because of the podcast, you know? Yep, 100%. And we, uh, I mean, that, that blows me away, too. But anyway, I, thank you, Chris, for, for making us, make me, making me do this and uh, putting up with my bullshit for the last couple, three years about this. It's been a struggle. I'm sure it is. Uh, but, but anyway, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm done, man. I mean, I, I'm oh, I, listen, I've been done for a while because Amber keeps feeding me these blue MFs. And uh, so I'm going to go contemplate my life decisions, uh, but I'm, I'm still glad to be here. All right, guys. Well, listen, be safe out there on the road, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? Good night, everybody. Thank you. Sure.